0: Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we talk about popular film franchises one movie at a time. Except for this episode, where we talk about
1: whatever we feel like. I'm Tyler. And I'm giving Aquaman a C. Like a solid C. You know, for Catwoman. I mean, I'm out.
0: And this week, uh, we, we are... In the midst of, of kind of a, a, a crux where we, we just finished up Godfather, we we've, we've got. Did some you movies. think we
1: were reviewing a fistful of dollars? <laughs> well, you were wrong, and you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> Even though that's what we said last week, uh, so it was kind of like what we ah, said for the past two weeks. Yeah, it was
0: like, oh, we don't necessarily want to want to go ahead and start one. You know, next next uh, next time around, we there are some other movies floating around that we probably could have tackled. Uh, basically, I should I should mention. We're going to be off for the uh, next couple weeks,
1: we'll, you know, holidays and stuff. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Indeed. Whatever celebrations you have this time of year. Happy Hanukkah. There you go. <laughs> Is this our third holiday spectacular or yes. whatever?
0: Uh, and we have not, we have yet to give a, a, a precise theme in these holiday specials as our first one was... We should start calling it the Holiday Snowpocalypse. That too. Uh our first our first episode was uh we reviewed the Power Rangers Christmas special or one of them. I that, that's that's your alley. I don't really know much about what exactly we watched. Um and then <laughs> and then we reviewed Santa Buddies, which uh I don't believe Alex remembers uh, at this point. Um What? So uh then then the following year we reviewed Wonder because... And Justice League. Well yes, yeah, so, but I was gonna but yeah, we reviewed Wonder Woman uh just, just as the holiday special, and then we also reviewed Justice League, which had not yet made it to uh, home home release. We just gave up, and just like we're going to go ahead and talk about Justice League. Uh, and this this year, uh, to mix it up once again, uh, we're not going to talk about Venom or Predator or Fistful of Do- Dollars or even Fantastic Beasts: The Crimes of Jack Sparrow. Uh, we are going to talk about uh, kind of bar- Dead Men
1: Tell No Grindelwald. <laughs> oh my god
0: but we are going to talk about uh our rewrites um this is going to be a very a very broad uh, definition of a rewrite but our rewrites of some of the maybe the more controversial the more interesting movies we've discussed over the years the ones we have taken particular interest in and so basically we're just going to talk through we've each selected i think three <clears throat> sort of projects yep. here and we're, we're we're gonna go through them all in uh uh, just talk about what, you know, kind of how we would do this. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be an, an else Elseworlds, uh, a what if, if you yeah. will. Um, and uh, and yeah, that's, that's what we're going to do here because we don't feel like actually, you know, doing research this week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are basically just our pitches for these movies. Um, and I would say, just because we came up with this idea very last minute, uh-huh. um, I would say we have it I, I don't know if you completely agree with this I have not completely thought through my sure. pitches um, so we're going to kind of help each other here it's going to yeah. be more of a discussion than just Tyler gives his pitch, I give <coughs> my pitch you know, and back and forth right. it's going to be more of a discussion so mm-hmm. hopefully it won't be a complete disaster <laughs> hopefully we'll get a C like Aquaman did and yes, I'm being serious, that is my grade for Aquaman <laughs> at this point I was
0: gonna say it's like, are, are, is that? Are you saying that because it's a punt? No, I'm, I'm giving it a C. That's no, a... I'm giving it a C. <laughs> Anywho, yeah. we we also should have. I, I suppose that was one consideration if that would have been keeping in with the theme of last year. But that would have been predictable, and we are anything but that, except when we are.
1: Except when we tell people our franchise <laughs> plans like five franchises in advance. But do they ever stick? <laughs> That's the real question. <laughs> Anyways. So, do uh, you want to start? I'll let you start here. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, well, now I've got to decide which one I want to start with. Do I want to start with mm-hmm. the one that has the mo- my, most detail or the least detail? My thinking is we'll build.
0: My thinking is I'm going to get, you know, my first one's going to be one that I don't really want to, like, or I don't have, like, a lot of fully fleshed ideas on. I'm just going to kind of go over my, my general thoughts and then we'll
1: move on from there. Oh, Um, no. So, I... You don't want to do that.
0: That's all right. Let's let's put it it
1: out there. You don't want to to put that on me. You know why? Do it. Because it's time to subvert everyone's expectations (laughs) and talk about Star Wars The Last Jedi. All right. All right. I'm on board. Let's do it. So, I just have a few basic notes here Mm -hmm. for what I'd like to do with it. Um, Some of this is not going to be very... You know, surprising. It's not going to subvert your expectations if you listen to our <laughs> Last Jedi episode. The goal I've,
0: is going to be to subvert less expectations with our rewrite of the Last Jedi.
1: There you go, <laughs> pleasing the fanboys. That's what we're here for.
0: <laughs> I just to the highest. Don't degree. understand why Luke doesn't take out the entire First Order. I think that's our first step. I think that's how we fix it.
1: Correct. Go for it. Anyways. So, I guess the main thing that I'm changing here, sort of the biggest thing that I'm changing about the movie, is I'm getting rid of the chase in the middle with the resistance, the last of the resistance trying to get away from the First Order. And I thought about it because I, I was thinking the connection between Force Awakens and um, Last Jedi in terms of where the resistance is in the First Order, it's kind of muddled. I'm not sure if it wholly makes sense. So I'm just kind of wiping away the status quo of The Last Jedi with the First Order dominates everything and the Resistance is just on the run and they've got a few ships left. Mm-hmm. That's not really what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So instead, my idea is that both of them, you know, because remember, the Resistance, they lost their government that supports yep. them. But then at the same time, the First Order lost their whole right, right. planet battle base. Station. Yeah. yeah, they lost uh, Starkiller base. Their fully so, operational battle station. There you go. I'm thinking that they're on the same level in terms Mm -hmm. of power. Meaning that they don't have that much at this point. So my idea is that they're in a race to try and recruit as many planets to their causes as possible. So they're trying to build up their armies. That's the main thrust of this movie. And... Where I really think this this comes in and helps fix some of my personal qualms with the Last Jedi is that I have this idea of Poe realizes or he gets some intel or something um, that there's this shipyard, this massive shipyard building, you know, station where they okay. this is where they construct the fleet for the First Order, mm-hmm. and he's like, we need to go destroy that thing. Let's blow it up. I need to be the hero. I'm going to lead this thing. And Leia's just like, no, no, we need to recruit. That way we can stay, you know, long-term. Yeah. Think, Poe. Think. Mm-hmm. McFly? Are you there, McFly? <laughs> Hello? Um, so, yeah, that's, that's the main thrust. That's the main idea that I have. Uh, some of the other notes I have right now, the opening is very similar, where they're, you know, the, the first order they've sent, kind of what they have to destroy uh, the Resistance base. Right and poe leads this last ditch effort to i i'm changing it because i don't really want it to be this huge massive star destroyer that easily destroys everything because i still don't like how poe is technically in the wrong but he totally saved all their lives by destroying Mm -hmm. it at the beginning of the movie Mm -hmm. um so that's morally wrong
0: but logically right it's
1: flimsy to me i find that very flimsy fair um, so it's he's just like oh this is like one of their main star destroyers it's a huge capital ship like
0: it should just so it's more be... of a it's more of a prize of glory rather than yes it's, it's exactly not, you yes know, oh we need to well and that is how they play it but it's just the fact I would say m- my recommendation with that would be that's not the ship that follows them
1: yeah um and it's not really well, I you mean... gotta remember I don't have this plot of this truth, chase. Truth, true, true, so. true.
0: Yeah, so you can completely just bypass that. Because that's that's kind of the main thing, is that it comes, it's like, oh, well, they all followed, which means that this thing would be able to, you know, really yeah. hurt them.
1: So, yeah. So, I completely get rid of the, they're getting tracked through hyperspace, I axe all that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's
0: just, we need to go, and Poe is trying to, to blow it up to, to win his... Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, And so from there, we have leia arguing with poe kind of a back and forth where she's like i need you to lead because i'm not going to be here forever i need you to start recruiting and Mm -hmm. be like a general for these people and he's like no we got to go blow up the shipyard because that's where they they get all their equipment from their ships and stuff we got to go blow that up that's probably where their base is um and so that would kind of be where the third act centers around and instead of finn and rose i don't even know if rose is in this version Mm -hmm. i don't hate her like everyone else But I don't know if it has room for Sure. So Finn's whole thing, so they would try and get into the shipyard.
0: I think, uh, random note on that, as someone who likes hers a lot in terms of her, the fact that you don't see her character a lot in in movies where it's like, oh, this is a person who genuinely, like, believes in things. Yeah. She's just super optimistic. Um, I feel like you you have to kind of keep her in the role uh, for for longer than, than... you do currently because I assume where you're going with this is that Finn does not try and run away
1: um I see the way I have it you could still have it be that see I'm thinking instead of them having to sneak aboard the main ship to disable the tracking they're just going to the shipyard Mm -hmm. to try and you know get get the resistance to destroy I don't know you could set it up where it has a massive shield or there's something they gotta blow up for the resistance to be able to attack it you know something like that um they My- got a shield generator down on the planet that you got to blow up, and then sure. can... <laughs> I don't know. Um, a lot of this is
0: I don't know. It's 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 Yavin for uh, thirty years after the Ewoks have finally rebuilt. Uh, falling you mean indoor or sure whatever it's all the same. Uh, Come on, Star Wars is Fall. dumb. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, the, the Ewoks have finally rebuilt. Was
1: your what was your grade for last
0: year? <laughs> it's like a B plus. Um, <laughs> the Ewoks have. Uh, uh, managed to to finally rebuild following the destruction of the second Death Star raining down upon them, and then just immediately <laughs> after, giant shipyards since m- tons of, of burning metal crashing down again. Anyway, uh, my thinking was that Rose would be, in, in this case, I think he would have to have her be a fanboy of Finn a lot longer, and sort yeah. of grow into, and then like kind of make part of her character I, w- I would not
1: have them be romantic partners.
0: Yes, yeah. and I was going to say part of her character would maybe maybe be her well, since the enti- it's kind of a logical thing because the entire movie is about hero worship, it's about Luke yeah. and about at least maybe not the entire movie. Half the movie is about and you know kind of Poe's arc as well is about we don't need heroes, we need you know people who believe in what they're fighting for and and make the right decisions to protect their cause. And yeah. so like if we have it at the end, if if you have this character who's super optimistic and their their overall role in the movie is. I need to stop thinking of Poe and Finn and Ray as like, oh my gosh, the, the super resistance, amazing heroes. They're so great. Yeah. And start, like, basically have her kind of assume a role or, or take a, a character arc where she comes to realize that that is not uh, a fruitful thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so I, I think that would be an interesting place to take it. If you align everyone's arcs in that way, I think that would be the best way to go is to make the entire movie about the fact that, hey, just because people did good stuff in the past doesn't mean you should worship them.
1: Yeah. And I guess on that note too, because one of my complaints about Last Jedi was that the main three characters are not together, Uh like at all, um, except for like five minutes. So you could have Poe go with Finn on the mission instead, but then I don't know how much you'd undercut his arc of trying to become a leader Mm -hmm. by sending him off on this mission where he's not front and center with like Leia. Yeah. Um... And I don't even know if I'd have, you know, Leia going into a coma and Holdo being present. I don't know. Because uh-huh. I don't hate that stuff as much as everyone else. I still have problems with it, which, you know... You could fix. If I were to yeah. fully flesh this out, I would fix. But, um... There's a reason I'm not talking about the Ray and Luke stuff. And that's because, relatively speaking, it's the same. Sure,
0: <laughs> Mike, my, my one question is, what do you do with Ray? In the finale, if you're if you're rewriting this, and or how do you maybe pay off her overall arc? If you have an idea there,
1: I'm gonna need help with that. All right, but the main difference I have with the Ray Luke stuff it pretty much plays out the same until you get to that moment where Ray kind of realizes what's happened mm-hmm. in the past with Luke and Kylo. Um, I would also have more flashback stuff with Luke and Kylo, okay? Uh, particularly the vision that Luke sees, because I think that's something that we desperately needed. Uh-huh. Um, we yeah, need to yeah, know yeah. Wh- what he saw in um, Ben that made him want to ignite his lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Um, but so Kylo is able to figure out where Ray is because they touch hands, right? Um, and he's like, "Oh, I know where she is." So he takes, and it can just be stormtroopers. It could be the Knights of Ren. I don't know because people seem overly fascinated <laughs> by that. Even though, what if it's Captain Phasma? Once. There you go. <laughs> But basically, they go to the island, and they burn it to the ground. They think they've killed Luke. Maybe he falls off a cliff or something, but they're not sure, and he, he's in the water. I don't know. I wonder if you um, could
0: almost do something where Luke falls into the cave that, that Rey goes into, and he kind of maybe. has to confront himself. I think that would be an interesting choice to make maybe. him go through the same darkness again. As part of his like reconnecting with the Force. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, also, if, if we're still having the scene where he gets confronted by Yoda uh i would have uh ben kenobi there as well yep and possibly old man anakin Mm -hmm. not Hayden christensen maybe old man anakin
0: i feel like maybe you're you're getting too well because the thing is that that yoda is luke's mentor and so is obi-wan he never actually knew anakin so i think that i think the argument would be yoda and and obi-wan sitting together i think that'd be a lot of fun
1: just treating the end of return of the jedi where he sees all three of them kind of trying to pay that off a little bit i don't know it's not a big deal um but basically they take ray prisoner and then everything with snoke plays out pretty much the same except she's even more desperate to get kylo on her side because she's going oh god luke's dead we've got we've got nothing it's not just oh he refused the call it's we've got nothing right um so she you know an even even bigger desperation play on her part to try and get Kylo to turn um all that pretty much plays out the same I don't know how you end that because I don't have the uh Holdo suicide run Mm -hmm. in this so I don't know how she gets away um but basically I would have it so that the resistance goes and tries to attack the shipyard on Poe's orders it ends up being a complete disaster because the movie's about failure um because uh, you, Finn and Rose, they, their mission fails mm-hmm. ultimately, mm-hmm. like like in the actual movie, um, and then Luke shows up to save them. Um, because, like I said in the review, I think fans are mostly upset because it's a it's a one two punch. You start Luke in this weird place that they're unfamiliar with, and then you kill him off at the end of the movie, so he doesn't get enough screen time to be quote unquote you know the Luke yep. that yep. the fans wanted. Mm-hmm. So I would have him show up in the end with the X-wing and he would help save the day and help get them to escape.
2: Hmm.
1: And like I said, I don't know how Ray plays into all of this, hmm. but um those those were some of my thoughts. Mostly because I I want a Thor showing up to Wakanda yeah. moment with Luke. I don't know I re- no 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 Here, here's the thing uh-huh. you gotta remember I really like how they handle Luke and how like his ending in Last yeah. Jedi I'm a little conflicted on it but for the most mm-hmm. part I'm okay with it um but here's a little bit more fanboy pandering <laughs> I think and I and I I think it would be more interesting if you kept him alive for an episode well, 9 I I think that's just me
0: to your point about oh the, it's the one two punch of they, they show up or he, he shows up and they don't like where he is and then he, he dies yeah. um I, I think that the the, solu- the solution I would do is I would do the projection thing because I think the projection thing is brilliant and just not have him die. Just be like, ah, he's a strong force, Caesar. It's fine. Um, maybe a bit, I guess. I mean, I, d- I don't think that the movie... Because the movie doesn't set it up in a way where it's like, oh, you know, the fact well, considering... that he's doing this, he's going to have to die, especially well, considering, considering his last the, words the... to uh, Kylo Ren.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, considering I don't think my version has, like, an extra, like, a fourth act like The Last Jedi does, maybe you could extend it so he ends up having to do a Force projection after Mm -hmm. that. I don't know. Maybe his actual confrontation with Kylo plays out similarly. Right. I don't know. Um, But, yeah, I don't really know how Rey plays into the end of it, which is kind of the problem with The Last Jedi because they kind of lose track of her after she leaves Kylo.
0: Well, I almost wonder—so, let me play it out this way. You, You mentioned that. Maybe maybe Luke shows up. He's got the X wing. He shoots. He's. I, I would say show him. He's rusty. He's not. He's not great at fighting anymore. Like I mean. He's, also, he's we have to
1: answer the question of how does he know where to show up at? Sure, sure. We can. Yeah. Well, I guess if he's got the force, he can figure it out. Never mind. Because <laughs> um, how does he know to show up to crate? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, everything with crate and them being in this this fortress or whatever that's completely gone in my version. The resistance is like on the offense because of Poe and his terrible decision making. Mm-hmm. Um and i'm not even sure if i would complete Po's arc in this as him becoming a leader okay. maybe maybe this just further cements how far he has to go yeah. before he you know becomes the leader leo wants him to be and you can almost work that into i w- so my maybe, argument- maybe it's like the the opening is like oh this is his character flaw and he ends up not being able to uh, overcome it at the end
0: yeah. if you, if you really want luke to show up in the x wing uh, you have him show up in the x wing he does which i do he he This is Red 5 I'm coming sure, in. Sure, He blows up some some resistance guys. Maybe they're not resistance guys. He blows up some first order guys. That's a that's no, a subversion of he, expectation. That's a, that's a twist. <laughs> uh, he shows up, he blows up some some first order guys. Uh Red 5 coming it's in. It's over Leia. I have the high ground. <laughs> Cuts off Leia's head. Uh No, he he shows up. He 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 you know saves the day. Um, but he's not. I mean, it, it's gonna look silly. He also to have doesn't him in the save week. the day.
1: He helps them escape. Yes, exactly. They do not win the day. Yes.
0: Well, that's what I was gonna say. Is he? He helps them escape. They they get onto like the resistance ship or whatever, and the, he helps he helps get the the like on on guard fighters uh, destroyed that are coming to to stop them from escaping the shipyard, basically. Yeah.
1: Um, also, I, and I then, think a dog fight between him and Kylo would be pretty cool. And then Kylo. Um, because we don't really get many like one-on-one. Yeah, Star that, that, I actually like that a lot. I would, I would like Wars. that a lot if it. Um, like uh, there's the Django Obi Wan chase in Episode Two, and there's not really much else yeah. in terms of like one-on-one combat true, in space. True.
0: Um, and then I would say if you do that, you have him beat. Kylo beats Luke. Um, if you're going to have a dogfight like that, uh, yeah. something like that, you know. Uh. X wing crashes. Some I don't know. I did. So, so basically, my, my my argument is: you set up. Uh, Luke showed up. He helped them escape. Uh, Kylo's still coming after them, and Kylo's like, "Hey, if you give me Luke, I'll let you guys go." Like he he's like he's all I want. Like so, Ky- Kylo is he's fought with Luke. He's seen Luke. He's like full on rage mode. I gotta kill this guy. I'm so angry yeah. with him give him to me I don't even care what you guys do and of course the first order is like what the heck are you doing Uh, but it's Kylo Ren being crazy and so they're not going to question him because he'll cut their heads off and um, and Hux
1: is just like what are you doing and then five seconds later he's like
0: fire everything yeah (laughs) Yeah. um and then uh after that so so they do that um
1: also I like the idea of Hux getting killed off and Captain Phasma becomes Kylo Ren's right hand uh That'd
0: be good. Person. That'd be good. You could do something like that. Can we that. just
1: kill off Hux? Like, <laughs> I, I like Donald Gleason. like, but do we need Hux? Sure, sure. Um, Captain Phasma's cooler. <laughs> what if they're the same person? <laughs> oh my god!
0: Um, I would say, anyway, after all that fighting, somehow or another, I don't know how you set this up logistically, maybe they do crash on like a nearby planet or something like that. Um, and, and, uh, or, or maybe they, they, get, they're in the engine of the big resistance ship that, that they stole gets hit. They're trying to repair it. They're down on the planet. Um, Luke is like, all right, I'll do it. Uh, you know, he, he, get, Kylo shot him out of the sky and, and he, he, the X Wing, he crashed the X Wing nearby. Um, and Kylo's like, so give me Luke and, and I'll let you live. You know, he force projects his voice or whatever. Maybe Luke comes out of the X wing or comes out of the resistance ship and he, and everyone's like, no, Luke, what are you doing? Oh my gosh. I'm freaks out. Uh, they, they're trying to repair the engine of the ship. Um, Luke goes, and up he, to uses, face, he uses, he, the he uses the projection to distract him long enough to, to get him. away. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then right after the resistance ship flies off, they have the final like confrontation. Kylo flips out resistance escapes. Luke's on the, with the resistance. Yeah. They they're they're off they're off and running and then you right. you get something where Luke's like, you know, I didn't go out there to to try and like take on the entire first order, um, because I I you have to be smarter than that and that works in a pose arc, um, yeah. I think that works maybe I mean to, into into the general sense of like you it's not about being a hero it's about having a you know, it's it's about planning and it's about execution I don't know I think you can yeah. do something with that uh to to make that hit the themes more strongly. Okay. I like it. Yeah, and I feel like that ma- that leaves you a lot a lot more optimistic about like it, it, Luke's not having a, a suicide standoff. It's it's he's uh, you know he's gonna keep he's gonna keep fighting fighting to stay alive to help the resistance. Like I think that yeah. that that works better into his arc.
1: Well, I like this idea that you know having the movie be about failure, but then at the end. Luke is kind of the one that goes no like you can fail like you can have these horrible things mm-hmm. that you've done mm-hmm. in your past but you can always make up for it yeah yeah I agree we still didn't figure out how to work Ray right into that finale <laughs> <laughs>
0: What if there's something where she has to Luke? Maybe has, she goes.
1: Maybe she gets knocked out and goes into a coma because apparently that's a a running <laughs> gag in these new movies. Luke Luke has to
0: uh, distract Kylo long enough for
1: Ray to. Uh,
0: what what if Ray leads them onto a a so they they crash the big Resistance ship they stole they Ray sneaks them onto a uh, first order ship a big first order ship because like maybe Kylo brings the army down and they're all. They're all following him off out of the shipyard, and they all land on this planet or whatever we're going to have happen. And yeah. and Luke is attracting them long enough for Rey to to lead the others, uh, fight off a, a bunch of resistance go- or a bunch of First Order guys to get onto a big ship. I don't know, something like that maybe. Um, maybe maybe may more along those lines, or something where she has to sneak onto a ship, uh, to steal a part maybe to fix the the resistance ship, um, or
1: she frees a bunch of prisoners. No, well, that'd be good. Yeah, I've got it. Mm-hmm. The First Order is rounding up four sensitive kids.
0: There you go. Because they
1: want to eliminate them. So she is literally rescuing the next generation of Jedi. There you go.
0: Lifting rocks. Lifting rocks. Lifting rocks. I do like lifting rocks. If we can use lifting rocks, I
1: want to do that too. Yes. <laughs> um, definitely. I, I like that a lot. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with this. All right. Mainly, the main thing I wanted to adjust was... I. I felt like just I, I didn't like the chase scenario mm-hmm. that just doesn't work for me for some reason I don't know and I didn't want to just end it with we've got to blow up a huge Death Star right. that'll destroy us all um,
0: well then that's a fun thing of it's like so the, the in, a, in a new hope why do they go to the Death Star begin with Re- reel back the uh, the eras for me
1: it's it's just happenstance that they run into it I right think. they get they get captured don't they and so they're yes. just trying to escape, um, but but then they realize, oh, the princess is here. We gotta yeah. we gotta get her because the Death Star is near Alderaan, which is where right. they were going. Because right, 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 right. Of right, course, right, they right. Death Star blew it off. Um, so
0: so uh, it, then in six and seven, they and in four oh, when they return, six? no, no, four, six, and seven. They they go. Oh, okay. They blow up the big yeah. ship. They just go and they blow it up. That would be a great because that's kind of what they're going for. In, in Last Jedi where they're oh they're trying to blow up the big the big first order ship and um, that's, mm-hmm. I like the fact that that's a different design I like I think that's interesting but I think it would be cool well even
1: then you get to the end and it's like it's a Death Star canon yeah. yeah you can't get away from it completely
0: um, so that would be fun if it's like oh we gotta go blow up this resistant, or this first order hub I keep getting their names confused we gotta go blow up this first order hub um, oh you mean
1: because it sounds like the name should be reversed
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe I don't even know it sounds like either of them could be the resistance I'll put it that way um the the, yeah. the first they they go and try and blow up this first order hub, and yeah. it fails. I think that would be an interesting angle to take. It's like oh, they okay. got another one, Yeah. another you know, kind of big big <laughs> spherical battle station, but this time yeah. they can't blow it up, um, right. and they never do.
1: Yeah, not a bad idea. Um, but then also kind of the other thing that I wanted to focus on was. I wanted to have if you're going to have this this plot where they're going around to different planets for weird reasons, mm-hmm. um, particularly the rich planet. I like this idea of them going there, and the rich people are like, "Yeah, we don't we don't really take sides because we just we just you know make you, money." Yeah, you, you guys are going to ask us to make your ships regardless, so yeah, we don't we don't really pledge allegiance to either of y'all. Um, I don't know. I feel like you could weave that more naturally into the plot. Yeah. If you have maybe Leia and Poe more involved in that, true. I don't know.
0: Yeah, obviously don't this needs to make it this part needs of a the... good bit
1: of work. But I think.
0: <clears throat> well, I think that's a good idea. If you don't make it part of the the, the suicide run or whatever, or whatever they're trying yeah. to do, you 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 Basically, just make there's it. There's
1: not there's not really a ticking it's... time bomb. Yes, you make presence it. You make it, it a refueling
0: uh, station that they need to go by. You know, yes. Something like that. I think that'd be interesting.
1: Or it's just another planet that they're trying to recruit. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a refueling station, and that's where we meet uh, Little little Broom, broom Kid. Yeah. Um, something like that. Yep, I like it.
1: All right, we've spent I mean, half an hour on oh, this. Oh, I've got I've got All right. Maybe, maybe the Little Broom Kid, um, like we have the First Order show up there as well, and there's a little battle on the, the rich people planet. And the little kid gets snatched up by the first order because they see him using the broom with the force or whatever, and so he he ends up being one of the kids that Ray frees at the end.
0: Yeah, I don't know. You could do. I something like that. Yeah, it. yeah. They're following. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. All right. I think that's. I think. I think that we should. We should put a bow on that. That was supposed to be our least fleshed out one. We spent half an hour on it. Um, I'm happy with that. Well, I actually good. like this. I, I it turned out. We well. came up
1: quite a bit. Yeah
0: ryan johnson get on the line we can help you save your career because i mean you know it's, <laughs> it's failing uh it's not like you're gonna make millions more dollars
1: for 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 disney making more movies i'll see your next movie with daniel craig <laughs> all you had to say was that it's another ryan johnson movie and it's got daniel craig in it there you go all right, i'll see it um so moving on moving this will not be the last up. time i have mentioned daniel craig i believe it dun 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 <laughs> Uh, yeah switching so that's, gears that's that's that's, that's our version of star wars the last jedi mm-hmm. tyler what what what's what are you going with now uh
0: so my next step and this is very very uh, rough stages but i think you you have some ideas on this that should kind of get me going as well um right my my kind of least least thought out one is amazing spider-man 2
1: yeah um much maligned but you had you had some problems coming up with the third movie to choose from right? i really
0: did yes i i feel good about my other two but this one i'm 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 shaky on um because a lot of times with, with movies, and I remember at the time, the reason I kind of went with this is because I remember at the time, and I should have maybe gone back and listened to the podcast, uh, I had quite a few ideas on, like, man, I feel like that that could have been a lot better with just a few changes. Like, there's a lot of really cool ideas here. Um, right. And a lot of the times movies like that really, really, like, I will really get into, like, man, how would I change that? Um, yeah. Because I, I, I like that kind of thing where it's just improving a movie from maybe, like, just just with a, with some kind of minor guiding from terrible to maybe great uh, not that yeah. I'm an actual script writer and I can like confidently say that but um th- this one I remember triggering some of that but I, I don't, it doesn't hit me often uh, when it does it hits me hard but it doesn't hit me often so anyway right Amazing Spider-Man 2 um, you you mentioned this and you might I might let you uh, take it away to begin with uh, the fact that you would want the parents subplot to be completely removed The the um Kind of oh mystery of your past who are your parents type thing because that it weaves itself in very conveniently and very um sort of uh, clumsily into the into the
1: plot uh, in the current and movie, it ends up being a destiny thing and it's like yes. no, that's it's, it's very annoying stupid makes the um, makes the world feel feel very small you remember how convenient it was for Peter to get into that room with the spiders in the first movie yeah multiply <laughs> that times a million yeah yeah and that's the Amazing Spider Man two right exactly. Basically the idea I have it as like a conversation comes up and he's either talking to Gwen or Harry I'm not sure who and Peter basically and it gets brought up how you know he doesn't he stopped researching his parents and he stopped looking into them and he's like I I don't need to anymore I've I've got a happy life I've got I've got Gwen I've got Aunt May I'm I'm Spider-Man like I'm enjoying my life mm. and compare it to how he stopped looking for uncle ben's killer how he just goes it ultimately just wasn't important like it happened and i've moved on right and just have it briefly in a conversation and then we're done you you never have to address it again
0: yeah no i agree I i think that'd be good um
1: and you try and compare it naturally to something that happened in the previous movie
0: I think my big next change to that. I think that's a huge one that that frees up a lot of plot space. Like in, just in general, it frees up a lot of a lot of screen time. And that me. movie's already long. Exactly, it frees up some time
1: for you to work on other things. Um, I would also remove Electro and Rhino. I don't know about you. Maybe I would you not... have Rhino still there to bookend it because I like. Yes. I was going to say the,
0: that the entire quite reason, is over the top. The, the entire reason I think this movie is redeemable is because of the final, final scene of Amazing Spider-Man Two. Yes, it's so good. It is. It still might be my favorite Spider-Man moment in movies, and the and Spider-Man Homecoming I I love. I mean, you, you go listen to our review. Yeah. I I really enjoy that movie. It's the best one. I think it's the best one I by mean, far. Um, it's
1: uber cheesy, and it's kind of dumb that the crowd is so close to the battle, but I don't really care.
0: But that feels like we're in this this fun stylized Spider-Man. That feels like kind of Ultimate Spider-Man, the, which the is not book. the first movie. <laughs> exactly. the 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 first movie is very well. The first movie feels very like. 60s. We're trying to be Nolan Man. Oh no, no, you're talking about amazing Spider-Man. I thought you were talking about yeah, way talking back about to Spider-Man. Spider-Man one. I was no, gonna say no, no, no. Spider-Man the original Spider-Man trilogy is very uh sixty Spider-Man. It's kind of what Sam Raimi is drawing on and, and channeling. This one is very ultimate Spider-Man, but they don't lean into that enough. It's not it's yeah. not stylized and interesting enough. Um, By the way,
1: I recently rewatched Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2. The movie is irreparably damaged to me. Uh-huh, like uh-huh. after, like I came up with my criticisms, and you can go back and listen to them. I I cannot go back impossible. and listen to that
0: trash audio from way back in episode two or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. it, it wasn't episode two. It was early on, though.
1: No, no, no. Um, uh, well, I really, Like, I respect the movie, and it was very important for its time. But I just don't think it's that great. Like, I think it's it's fine. Sure. It cuts a lot of corners, is all I'm saying. <laughs> so Amazing Spider-Man 2. So Amazing Spider-Man uh, 2. Yeah, my... Most of my changes with this come with the third act. I have, I don't really have a whole lot of ideas for everything else, so... <laughs> I think if you throw Electro out, I think that's that's a good start. Just Trash. Be,
0: Not even because... Like, I think if you, you put the right director on this, um, then you can make Jamie Foxx,
1: like... I mean, Mark Webb's not my complaint about the Amazing sure, Spider-Man sure. 2. Sure,
0: I'm, sure. I'm just saying, well...
1: I, Okay, I should I should rephrase. If you put the right studio on this, <laughs> and put the right writers on it, yeah, or C and Kurtzman, I think Jamie Fox
0: could do a really interesting, nuanced performance for that villain. um yeah. But as it is, it's it's very rough. I um, just
1: look at his performance between Django Unchained and The Amazing Spider-Man Two. Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah.
0: Uh, and you could I think if you're gonna keep him in you could you could make him you could tweak it so that he's he's more sort of menacing the entire time he's he's creepier he he's more unsettling in a way that like he he still has that element of you you almost sort of sympathize with him because he doesn't understand what's happening to him but um right. make it make him more terrifying uh but that's not really a good way to take a lecture to begin with so I don't know I I, I think I think overall it's it it is probably easiest to take him out um
1: well, I think it just takes all the screen time away from Harry. Yes. So we have to contrive this stupid blood thing that makes no sense when you give it more than five seconds of thought.
0: Yes. Yeah. Definitely don't don't have Harry like... Well, first of all, there's the entire communication between Harry and Peter that is just very... Uh, <laughs> it's very Spider-Man original trilogy in terms of people conveying information to each other. Where yeah. they just kind of, like, don't communicate, and, and, like, Harry doesn't explain, oh, yeah, I'm dying of this disease. Hey, maybe you until, should help me.
1: Until halfway through the movie, and then he's just like, all right, here's my exposition dump.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I I would definitely say uh, it should focus on, on Peter and Harry. Harry comes back from wherever he might have been. Um,
1: or you just have it be their roommates in college.
0: Yeah. I excuse me, they graduate, you know, move move on. Because
1: that's one thing that I thought was weird about the the movie, especially because we don't get a good sense of time and how much time has passed during the movie. It's like, does Peter even go to college at this (laughs) point? Like, I know Gwen does, but does Peter... Because that's such
0: an important, like thing a lot of the time in Spider-Man is like oh yeah he's yeah. he's trying to you know go to college like he, he, the, that I mean th- when that happens in the 60s comics or the 60s I think it might have been 70s at that point <coughs> um, that's it's really the interesting the movie
1: is very strange in avoiding like his professional and academic side yeah because it barely touches on oh he takes photos for the bugle right like it barely touches that because they don't want to have J. Jonah they don't want to
0: try and touch J. J., J. J. which why not? It's fine. You're gonna or, have to recast him at some point.
1: Or Sony's already willing to spend uber amounts of movie on, money on on this this flop cinematic universe. Let's let's get J.K. Yeah. Simmons back. Who Save cares? him from
0: Justice League. Come on now.
1: <laughs> take him from Justice um, League.
0: Yeah, it,
1: it... Sony, take me away.
0: <laughs> it. it... I, I think can we that can would... we get
1: T-shirts that say that, and on the back is like an into the Spider Verse picture or something. Yeah, or it could be Venom.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think it would be interesting to do that to to have him go to college. Scott's college buddy, uh, maybe that that increases the stress of his and Gwen's relationship on top of him trying to handle Spider Man and figure out how to handle Spider Man as he's growing up. Um, yeah. I think you just fill in a lot of the Elektra screen time with that with with his relationship with Harry, um, the fact that they maybe kind of, either, if you want to give them a pass, that's fine. They're going to be like, oh, hey, <coughs> uh,
1: let's, I've got it. I've got it. Okay, I've got it. Good. They were friends when they were children, mm-hmm. but like when Her- or Peter's parents had to leave and there's the whole thing of like, oh, we don't exactly know what happened. Maybe, maybe Norman put the hit on them. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, then Peter just stopped seeing Harry. Yeah. And I think that's kind of how they played yeah. in the movie. Um, and then Harry just is like, yeah, I paid, you know, I, I was, I specifically picked you to be my roommate. Like I, I sought you out. And yeah. He, he, there you go. But don't have it be like there's some benevolent purpose behind it where, where Harry's just like, oh yeah, I'm dying blood. It, help me. Cause you take pictures of Spider-Man. <laughs> like you don't have Here's that. An interesting just thing. like,
0: so you do that. Um, you don't have them. You, you you have it be a convenience at first. It's like ah, oh, how weird. Mm-hmm. Harry, and, Harry and, and Peter back together. What would you look at that? Um, James Franco.
1: <laughs> but this please, time it's Dave Franco. Please
0: cast James Franco and Tobey Maguire as professors just around the the science building. Um, I'm okay with that. Uh, that's my other change. Now uh, I think the fin- here's here's an interesting thing to change in the finale because um, I, I think that can come up later. Uh, take uh first of all i don't think you kill gwen in this movie i, th- I think it's too early i don't think it's built well i think oh
1: okay my, my ending includes her death
0: well i was gonna say i think that they play it well from like you know it's an impactful moment and the, the what builds out of that is impactful however yeah.
1: uh the little tiny web hands yeah it's, reaches yeah, it's, out together you know it's, it's, it's terrible. <laughs>
0: Uh, I, but I don't hate it. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I, I think they they do a fine job of handling it, but it comes pretty much out of nowhere. Uh, Gwen shouldn't even be there. And yeah. they... It... Yeah,
1: they, they do kind of force in her trying... Because she's trying to help stop Electro. Yeah. And they do play it off as a character moment where she's like, you don't make my decisions for me. I'm going to do what I want. So that's nice. But at the same time, it's like... Ooh, ooh, and ooh. they're kind of forcing Here her into this is. third act. Here it is. So... Third act. Also, we don't have a terrible third act where we're constantly cutting back to Aunt May in the hospital. Correct. Trying to help people. I forgot about
0: that. Oh, my gosh. And
1: and do you remember the bit with the planes that are about to crash into each other? (laughs) These are all elements that happen in this movie. (laughs) It's like the Russian family in Justice League. (laughs) Just get it out. It's like, wait, that's here? Um, Sony, take me away! (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's only Avi Arad cutting the footage, like, in the (laughs) editing room. I've got it. All right. So... Instead, if we cut it down by fifteen minutes, we make X amount more dollars in toys.
0: <laughs>
1: anyway, I've got it. So
0: the finale, instead of uh, obviously, we, obviously we don't have Electro. I don't know exactly how that finale plays out without Electro because all of that is always like, oh, they're at the power plant to do the things. Um, yeah. Somehow or another, maybe maybe Harry specifically captures Gwynn because he's like, I know I'm going to get 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 after you. Um, yeah. Somehow or another uh both of them end up there maybe there's a fight with Harry um and both of them end up uh falling I would, well so I don't know exactly what the logistics of this would be I would have to really think about this to make this work in a way that isn't like super strange um I'm thinking somehow he defeats he defeats Harry Harry is like kind of mortally wounded or, or something along those lines um he's, he's he's wounded at least he's beaten up and he sort of realizes. I've completely like screwed this up and maybe it's part of the idea is that he's kind of gone crazy with the, the Osborne drug. You can have some of that, but I think you do want a lot of it to come from, maybe he's jealous of the relationship Peter has with his uh, aunt and before with Uncle yeah. Ben and maybe kind of that plays into it somehow where that's, you know, he he's jealous of the fact that Peter is kind of like this down to earth New York kid. And uh, he's always had this strange life. Maybe he has been sickly, maybe not like he's mortally sick, but he's always had kind of, uh, illness and stuff, and he's never had good, had strong friendships. Basically, you kind of play that into he is this guy who's very unadjusted. Um, and he, he kind of realizes the errors of his ways, and that's when we find out he's like, you know, I I I uh I had my dad uh, assign us to be roommates or whatever, like said it, like yeah. something like that where it's it's that he reveals that at the end where he's like, I, I really wanted us to be friends. What you got? You look like you know we should...
1: I. It's since Dane DeHaan is Harry Osborn just have it be like the exact same arc as, as his character in Chronicle yep. where he gets all this his father dies he gets a, you know he owns this whole corporation and he gets like high on the power and the technology that he gets and he's yeah. slowly like maybe because he's sickly he's like constantly experimenting, experimenting on himself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm and and trying to make himself better and like he, he ends up just going off the deep end yes. in, in terms of his his lust of power right, or whatever right, right. I don't know yeah no obviously definitely. you want to flesh that out about a bit more but we have more time um, for it. so right. my my finale
0: as far as how so he has that revelation of like I really wanted us to try and be friends like I was I was just looking for someone to be friends with or whatever something along yeah. those lines figure out how to write that in a way that sounds good um, and then somehow both him and Gwynn Fall off, maybe it's a bridge, maybe it's a tower, maybe it's something. They they both fall. Peter can only save one. He actually only saves one. We were just talking about this uh, last week, I think. Not last, yeah, what were we talking about last week? It was Mission Impossible Fallout. Um, we were just talking about the fact that movies love to play with that. Where it it's was like, a
1: fistful of dollars.
0: <laughs> movies love to do that thing where they're like, ah, oh, the hero can only save one, and then it's like, oh, he saves both. it's fine. Um,
1: except for Dark Knight.
0: Except for Dark Knight. Exactly. Uh, hey, look how that turned out. Um, really subverted your expectations. So,
1: uh... Rachel, <laughs> Rachel, he
0: saves Gwyn, but Harry dies. I think that. I think that. And that could
1: be if if you actually had Norman alive exactly. the whole time. That could be his motivation to like he actually becomes like full on green. Yeah, Goblin. he goes
0: insane. Oh, this is okay. He goes insane. You can still have Harry, or I mean, you could almost. I would almost do this in a way where Peter and Gwyn break up, like. Peter's like I can't do this anymore. Like I I'm I'm done. I I can't, you know, handle all of this. Yeah. You have him, you have you have him, you know, maybe he breaks up with Gwen. Um Gwen's like I don't know. I I think that would be a very powerful thing and that's how you had that turn out especially given how good their chemistry is. Um and not that you would I mean obviously you'd have her back for future movies or whatever. Um that wouldn't be the end of that story, but it would be for the time being. It would be a Spider-Man 1 ending sort of. Of like I can't be with you, uh, <laughs> you know like the ending they tried to do at the beginning of the first or at the end of the first Amazing Spider Man, uh, yeah. And then decided. Well, at the end, to... you
1: actually send her away, and she goes to. Oh Europe yeah, there you go. For because she's I forgot you know, she's Boom. got her, her yeah
0: she goes off to Europe. Is it Oxford? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's she's off. They they're the, you know Peter breaks up with her before she leaves. Yeah, uh, it's like a, or they break up with each other mutually. Maybe uh, basically just like you know we we can't keep doing this. Uh, Peter is just completely depressed. Aunt May super worried about him. He goes to college. She does his classes. He doesn't be Spider Man. We then we we have the same sort of arc through the uh, through through you know the graveyard and everything, where he he comes to visit his parents' grave or is it Uncle Ben's grave or who, whose grave is he at? It's Quinn's. All right, yeah, 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 I'm already I'm already forgetting about it because of the way we're writing this movie, um,
1: but. Instead, once again, I want to reiterate because I'll, I'll give my thoughts on this. Gwen still dies in, sure, in my sure. version,
0: um, but I think I think you have him instead of just um, Gwen died, and I'm very sad about it because like, I could have saved her. Maybe, um, even though he, I mean, he could have, but like, there's not. They don't play it in a way where it's like, oh, it's 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 his fault. Really, it's just she was there, and they do that, but it's not. I don't think it's strong enough to be like anything beyond. He is sad about her death. Where this is like, yeah. I failed Harry. Harry died because of me. um, I lost Gwen. Everything is crap. Uh, yes. You have him at the grave. We we do maybe some sort of fancy camera trickery or or whatever, some nice camera work where you know it's spinning around him, spins around his side. Uncle Ben's there, and it's 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 not, it's not him, actually Uncle Ben. It's a it's a kind of him talking through. Uncle Ben with his pep. heart
1: machine, <laughs> um,
0: and so he's and and Uncle Ben's like you know get, get basically gives him the most down to earth just like uh, classic Uncle Ben pep talk of like man that's yeah the you know some it's it's hard to do the right thing like you know
1: you know once I had I was on a farm and I had stopped the flooding <laughs> on my farm I got cake I got a, I got a hero cake but then I learned I forgot about that, a hero that cake. Th- <laughs> But then I learned that the farm next door got flooded. And you know what I did? I didn't go and help them. I moped until I found a nice lady. I ate the entire and that's cake. The moral, and that's the moral of the story. Also, eat more cake. I ate the whole cake. <laughs> the whole cake. Yeah.
0: Um, but no, Batman
1: you- vs. Superman is terrible, people.
0: Yeah. You have, you have him do that. Uh, and then he gets around to it uh you know like like he's he's kind of talking through things and peter's uh gen- probably just like generally tearing up and he's at uncle ben's grave and he's you know maybe harry's not or maybe he's at harry's grave i don't know um and he's he's just trying to think through how uncle ben would handle this and we finally freaking get with great power comes great responsibility cuz just do it you hacks stop beating around the bush <laughs> um and it doesn't have to be like with great power comes great it's just you know, you know, Peter, with great power comes great responsibility. Uh, you, you have to, you know, uh, take take accountability for your actions. And um, sometimes I wonder if we could
1: somehow him. get Dr. Connors in here. I wonder if Peter could go visit him in That'd prison or something. Yeah. Maybe get a pep talk from him. I don't know. Maybe.
0: I just feel like with Uncle Ben that that you need Uncle Ben saying "great power, great responsibility." It's stupid that he listened yeah. to. It. Also, I think it's I, I really like the him listening to Gwen's speech at the end. However, you've done the same thing twice <laughs> in back to back movies. It's a lot. It's very convenient. He listens to a,
1: a, a nice speech. Um, from a dead person yes. that is du- directly aimed at him, yes. and it's even more awkward in Amazing Spider-Man Two because Gwen's speeches for the whole high school. Yes, uh,
0: so I, I think I think that would be a better way to handle it. You have him just imagining that that conversation. Um, yeah. Or I almost wonder.
1: Ooh, ooh, here we go. Here we go. Okay, okay. Oh, we spice some things up here. Yeah.
0: Um, he's at Harry. He's at Uncle Ben's grave. Maybe. Um, he he turns. He looks over. He sees. His parents' grave. I mean, yeah. His parents' double grave. He And then the, what well, the camera trickery is or whatever we do, I'm just kind of imagining this in my head in a way that I'm sure no one else is, but basically we pan the camera in some way where we flip and we see he's watching Uncle Ben and young Peter, like 10-year-old Peter, sit, standing at, their, at his parents' grave. Um, and he's talking about the fact that with great power comes great responsibility, and his parents die- were his parents died because they knew they had to do good in this world. Like that, that's where the speech comes from. That's where the line comes from, and and basically he's he's remembering. He's it's actually a memory, and he's remembering this conversation uh, yeah. at his parents' grave while he's standing at Uncle Ben's grave. Harry's grave it's, is nearby. It's
1: not just uh, Pa Kent telling uh, Clark this weird story that we don't know if it is actually yes. a memory or not. Exactly
0: this this is like he's because it has
1: nothing to do with what's going on yeah.
0: it's it's peter's staring watching watching his younger self get this this sort of pep talk um he he kind of goes back he looks at, at uncle ben's grave um i feel like he needs to do something very nice for harry's grave i don't know what i feel like uh, he leaves a pumpkin <laughs> leaves a pumpkin perfect
1: um maybe that maybe you and sa- then and there's also the realization Oh, I never told you your Aunt May's middle name. <laughs> it's May Martha Parker. Oh my god. Your Aunt
0: May's middle name is Lucinda. And that was Harry's great great grandmother's middle name. Uh,
1: Did we just become best friends? <laughs> oh, oh no. Uh
0: No, but but maybe you set something up where earlier in the movie, uh, they they, they have a fight over something maybe at their at their apartment and and you know, um,
1: I like I have an idea of Peter just has malice towards Oscorp and Norman and well I'm Harry's, I'm saying specifically and so... Harry's and Harry's super defensive and he's going oh how dare you besmirch my father's name even though he secretly you yeah. know he has tons of daddy issues
0: I'm just thinking you have something where Peter can leave something at his grave just for like a nice lasting moment um and and James
1: Franco's head <laughs>
0: He sets it down. Tobey Maguire's sit sitting there. Sup? <laughs> How's it going? Uh, well, you know the usual. But yeah, you, you have them leave something nice. I don't know, uh, leave yeah. leave kind of a lasting memory there, and then um, you have it roll into a the picture final picture of
1: them as kids.
0: Boom! There you go. Uh, may, maybe maybe the 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 um, there there's a picture of them as kids. At some point, they have a fight. The glass breaks. Um Peter puts it in a new frame and sets it down on the grave, something like that yeah um or or the photo the photo gets torn it's like sit, he's like pinned it to the uh, a corkboard or whatever the photo gets torn he mends it with spidey spidey web stuff, spider web it's probably not nearly as cool in 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 person as it looks in my head, but <laughs> um I'm, uh, something so that it's like, ah, uh, Spider-Man, but also feels. <laughs> I don't know. Either way, you roll into the final fight. He's he's kind of recovered from this. We've hit the actual kind of beats, emotional beats we want to hit. Uh, there's an actual like kind of arc to it <laughs> beyond just, oh, hey, you know, there's an arc of I need to get back up again as opposed to just, well, uh, or I need to get back up again and face the fact that I'm not always going to make, to do things perfectly um, yeah. as opposed to I am very sad Understandably, because this person has died and I'm just need, going to need to stop being sad. Like, I think you have that swell into more of an actual character of, like, I'm going to move on um, and, and try to continue being a better person. You swing into uh, the rhino fight. Uh, be right there. That's, that's, my, that's my thought process. That's, 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 that's okay. my rewrite.
1: Yeah. Um, my version of the third act isn't that far off mm-hmm. from the actual movie. Um, Obviously, Electro and all that's gone. Um, Basically, Peter decides, hey, I'm going to go with you to London or wherever. I'm going to go. I'm going to leave with you. It's going to be great. They got crime. They got crime in England, right? Yeah. Never caught Jack the Ripper. Um, And so they're just, like, sitting down having a nice dinner or whatever, and then Harry just shows up in full goblin regalia, and he snatches Gwen Mm -hmm. and... I don't remember if I talked about this in in the episode. Maybe I did, but it's like this full on, this terrifying chase where yeah. Harry's just causing all sorts of destruction while he's got Gwyn in his arms and she can't she can't get away because she'll fall to her death. Mm-hmm. And Peter's just like, "Oh God, I have to get Which, to them!" But but people are in danger, I'll and note. he's constantly like, he's having to move yes. through this this chase as fast as possible while saving as many people as he can. Which I'll
0: note, you could also do in my
1: version. Yes. Um, but pretty much once they get to the clock tower, everything pretty much plays out the exact same. Okay. Except we don't have a weird shot of Dane DeHaan's <laughs> stunt double.
0: You and your you and your specific issues that you have with, with just movies. It,
1: it, it's such a lazy <laughs> editing choice. It's clearly his stunt double. Don't have that shot in there. <clears throat>
0: Turns out it's actually. They Dane already Dane have Han.
1: fifty cuts in the scene mainly I like the, all the Claw <laughs> stuff I, I love the, yeah. the bit where Harry actually drops her and they fall through and you know Peter catches her and they land and he goes are you okay and she's she's clearly terrified and all she can do is shake her head mm-hmm. yeah I like that yeah all right. make it as terrifying mm-hmm. and I don't want to say gritty because that's that word is overplayed but make it just as like ferocious and rough as you can right I don't know. But then the rest of the movie plays out like the exact same as it does in the movie because I like that ending. (laughs) I like him at Gwen's grave. I like cheesy and all. I like him seeing her speech. I like him talking to Aunt May and she's like, you know, I've finally gotten around to putting Ben's stuff in the attic because I'm I'm moving on and it's time to move on with our lives and then all the stuff with the rhino at the end. I love it all. Except for that stupid Sinister Six stuff. Mm -hmm. Exit. Sony, take me away. Alright, I think that's all we got for making We mostly just rewrote the the, the third act of Well the movie. we took
0: Electra out, which just kind of assumes that the rest of the movie will be fairly different in terms of
1: You know screen. what that means. No Kafka
0: No, there's still Kafka. <laughs> oh no <laughs> Alright,
1: so what do you got next, Alex? Alright, we're dealing with another Marvel property, mm-hmm. X-Men Apocalypse. Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> now this one. Sorry if I was making noise. I was running out of water. I you. Um, all right, fine, you jerk. Anyways, I have pretty detailed notes for like the first third of the movie. Um, just broad strokes. Here's what some of my major changes are. Mm-hmm. Completely cut the opening in Egypt, ancient Egypt, with apocalypse build it up as much more of yep. a mystery as to what his background is and where exactly he comes from um plus i j- with this series of movies it's just very weird to go back to ancient egypt this <laughs> is very strange right. um uh, i changed the horseman psylocke isn't in the movie i don't think i even have angel in my version mystique um nightcrawler maybe it is angel i can't remember who the other person is but I have Wolverine in here and here's probably the biggest thing I actually address the fact that Raven finds Logan at the end of Days of Future Past I don't just go hey remember that interesting (laughs) way we ended our movie nah Mm -hmm. I basically have it so that they're working together to try and free mutants and they're actually a couple Mm -hmm. because that's something they're constantly hinting at in the original X-Men movies how Mystique and Wolverine are kind of yeah They have a little back and forth. They're very flirty with each other. So play into that. Especially since Wolverine can't remember anything. Um, So I... I, Oh my. Wolverine's never fought the X-Men. And so I think just in terms of like third act stuff, that could be very interesting of just having a very violent Wolverine fighting these teenage (laughs) X-Men. So basically, how specific do you want me to get here? Because like I... I, like like I said I have the first third of the movie or so pretty detailed like I've gone so far as to even try and rewrite Xavier's like opening monologue
0: okay you don't have to Which go I'm just like quite that detailed but whatever the, get the most salient points whatever is most interesting okay. to you
1: okay um so basically the opening is just Jean Grey um I believe this is all in the comics she witnesses the, the death of her friend mm-hmm. Annie I think um And that's when her powers manifest. Mm. Um, Which, I don't know what they're doing for the Dark Phoenix movie. Obviously, that hasn't come out yet. Um, Or if it even ever will come out. Who knows? But I would just have that be the opening. And basically what I'm trying to get out with Xavier's opening monologue is that now that mutants are like in the public eye, they have a choice to make. Mm. And this is kind of... This is it. This is like... Do we... You know try to be friends with humanity or do we just say screw them we deserve to dominate mm-hmm. um should we rule the world yeah. uh so basically a lot of this stuff um the opening stuff where we're introduced to the characters plays ve- out pretty similarly like with scott discovering his powers at high school um nightcrawler being forced to fight in that weird german fight club-esque thing mm-hmm. except you just have both raven and wolverine rescue him um I have Magneto in a completely different place because, like I said in our review, I don't think where he is at the beginning of Apocalypse tracks with where we left him off in the previous movie. Right. Um,
0: well, if anything, guess... it
1: feels like he should be maybe
0: finding, trying to find Apocalypse. Like it feels like he should be finding people to recruit to his cause.
1: Exactly. Okay. <laughs> um, so basically, Magneto has started the Brotherhood, mm-hmm. um, and he has Toad on his team because they very clearly are hinting at that in Days of Future Past like when Magneto has his little speech right and Toad's like working at like a burger place or whatever and he's sitting or he's standing there in the back room looking at the TV and it's like oh he, he, he very clearly wants to join this guy um plus we had him in the previous movie so you may as well use him again right um so basically him and the Brotherhood, I don't know who else you would have on this team, but basically they go to Egypt because Magneto has, for the past ten years, has been trying to learn as much about the early history of mutants as he can. Okay. So he's the one that's been following the cults mm-hmm. that are, have risen up and are worshipping mutants, which mm-hmm. is something that gets talked about in in the actual movie. Um, then, once again, kind of similar, Gene's having like visions of the end of the world and Xavier's trying to calm her out, calm her down. Um... And here we go ahead and say that he puts the mental blocks around in her mind, and maybe we actually show that happening because her powers are too unstable. And Xavier thinks it's just because it came about from a traumatic experience. We don't know about the Phoenix Force. We don't uh-huh. know that that's the actual root cause of why her powers are so unstable. He thinks it's just, oh, she witnessed this terrible thing, and that's what caused her powers to erupt. Okay. Um... I'd have to think on that some more because Magneto obviously faced a huge tragedy when his powers kind of erupted. So i have to work on that a bit. Sure. Because I, I don't know if Xavier would think that much about it or not. I don't know. Um, and so basically you go ahead and set up – I want to set up Jean as much as possible to make that ending where she just obliterates Apocalypse not come out of left field like it does in the actual movie. Mm-hmm. Um. So you go ahead and you hint at and you establish the mental blocks. That way, at the end of the movie, Xavier removes them. Right. And says, Gene, go ham. (laughs) You know. um, So Alex um, Havoc goes and takes Scott to the school. Um, Scott and Gene meet in a pretty similar way. Um, Scott meets meets everyone at the school. Um, One thing I change is that not only is Hank at the school – but alex is at the school and quicksilver at the school they are all there okay um alex and hank are both professors and quicksilver is just kind of a guest there (laughs) a long-term guest um let me see let me scroll down here a little bit
0: five pages later i am
1: i am close to the end of my notes um I also have this idea kind of hinting towards more religious angles Mm -hmm. of mutants and particularly Apocalypse because that's something the movie really doesn't play into that much Um, so I have this conversation with Professor X and his students and this is sort of the conversation that Scott walks in on um, where they're talking about like natural selection and how that kind of validates mutation versus just like how you know God created the world in a week you know Um. So I had this idea that you know one of the students says uh, the Bible says that the earth was created in six days. How does that allow for uh, natural selection? And then you have a character I don't know, like Jubilee, um, because Jubilee's in this movie, but she's <laughs> she may as well not be. Um, and she she just goes, "How long is a day for God?" Just sort of you know, got him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Professor X goes, "Oh, that's a very interesting notion." you know just just a little something to hint at oh we actually have themes and ideas that we're trying to explore in this right, movie. just got to get well I was just going to say yeah. I
0: think to to a larger point if you you talk about like that Magneto's sort of in full mutant should dominate the world stage right now. Yeah. Um, and then you have Apocalypse be like I am literally a god. Um yeah. I think that's that's an interesting way of like taking that to the extreme and and throwing everyone against that and seeing how they react. Yeah, yeah, I, li- I like that as a building that up as like the the theme.
1: Um, so Scott gets enrolled. Apocalypse wakes up, um, because Magneto finds him, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, this ancient thing, almost like an Indiana Jones type thing." Yeah. Um, so he, you know, Magneto kind of shows him modern times and he's like oh the decadence of the 80s disgusts me except we actually hammer that home because i feel like the movie so briefly touches upon it Mm -hmm. like it's not i don't know it doesn't seem like enough but basically this is when they find storm similar fashion they they save her and kill the people that are attacking her um scott continues to build up his relationships with people around the school hank gives him the visor um he he starts flirting with gene they start building up their relationship um then i have uh mystique and uh wolverine show up to the mansion with nightcrawler um and i have this nice little bit it's a running gag where hank and xavier are shocked to see wolverine again Mm -hmm. and they keep calling him logan but raven only knows him as james right so that there's like a constant little running gag there Mm -hmm. um And they're just constantly bewildered of, like, how, how, what the heck? Um, And here's sort of where we get our exposition about what happened after Days of Future Past, after Raven found Wolverine. So basically, um, because I think the last thing we see of her before she's with Wolverine is that she, like, becomes, like, a military officer as she's leaving the stadium. Mm -hmm. Um, So she just hears on police radios outside that they found a body in the river. So she's like, this is kind of weird. So she goes and checks it out as striker, Stryker, and she finds Wolverine, um, and they they kind of been together ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Hank takes Raven uh, on a tour of the sub basement, like he does in the, in the <laughs> actual movie. I know I'm getting like in the nitty gritty here. here um, mm-hmm. and this is where we learn that Alex, uh, Quicksilver, and Hank they they're helping to run the school, um, and they're also. And this is one of the things I... I that the very few things that bothered me about Days of Future Past was that the sub-basement was completed. Mm-hmm. I like this idea that the three of them have just spent ten years building the sub-basement as we know it. Okay. And like, they've been building the X-Jet and stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Okay. I'm on board. Um, but basically here we find out, because Hank's like, ooh, Raven, I've still got a chance with her. And then we reveal here, oh her and Wolverine are together. Right. And he's like, why you gotta do this to me? friend again. Why, why you gotta keep bringing me these problems? <laughs> you come to me
0: on the day that is not my daughter's wedding.
1: <laughs> but then you have Scott and Jean, they meet Nightcrawler, they start building a rapport, what have you. Um, so that's kind of where the bulk of my notes end. Mm. From here, I just kind of have broad strokes. Um, Oh, Nightcrawler is my fourth... Um horseman. Okay. What am I talking about? So the angle with Nightcrawler is that, and once again feeding into the religious thing, he he scars himself because of his sins.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Apocalypse should look at that and go, What kind of a god makes you brand yourself like that? Mm-hmm. Like look at your power, like you deserve much more than this. And Nightcrawler, being a young, naive teen, sees that and he's like, Yeah, I want that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's themes! Something! Um, just some of my other brief notes. Um, Apocalypse's headquarters for the whole movie is the pyramids. He's just kind of over there when he's not actually, you know, doing things. Um, there's no Moira in my movie. Um, mostly because it just... I like the moment where she gets her memories back, but other than that, she shouldn't be in the movie because she's just not important enough. And then it gets kind of weird about Big Xavier actually mi- wiping her mind in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of weird. Um, and then also, because the main reason we have her is so we can get a lot of our Apocalypse exposition, but you can just get that from Beast and Magneto. Like, you can have Beast doing his little research on the side, and then obviously Magneto, because he's actually, you know, he found Apocalypse, and he's, you know, with him for most of it. Now, if you'll notice, Magneto is not in, he is not one of the four horsemen. And this is kind of where I need your help. I'm not sure what causes the falling out between Magneto and Apocalypse, but Magneto ultimately does not want to go along with him. And I want that to be the case because I want Magneto to be the one that leads the X-Men at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because, like I said in our actual review, Magneto should be leading them at the end. Not Mystique, um, because that's in- more interesting. And it tells us, oh, hey, Magneto's not going to be the bad guy again. Right. Um.
0: Yeah. I feel like my my thinking would just be...
1: It's interesting. Also, Quicksilver tells Magneto that he's his son. And maybe after Magneto's cast aside by Apocalypse or something, Magneto's just down in the dumps and he's like, fine, let him win. Let him take over. Let him destroy everything. I don't care. And Quicksilver's like, no, you need to fight for your family. And Magneto's like, okay, I'll fight for my family.
0: (laughs) Good argument. Good Um, argument.
1: How convincing. Roll on
0: snare drum. Yeah, I would say my my thought process there would just be i mean i you could almost have them it, it's almost too on the nose for them when they go to um what's the the concentration camp they go to auschwitz right auschwitz yeah, yeah. in the in the movie um
1: oh that's not my version that's well i was gonna no. say you
0: you could almost have that be like basically i think that's how you you play that is that he's like oh god i'm i'm creating a tyrant like okay, I, I think that's that's the angle you go with. I mean, they don't necessarily have so to they, go. So they go to physically. Auschwitz.
1: They go to Auschwitz, but he doesn't. He doesn't destroy it with super right. magneto powers.
0: I was going to say you you don't even have to necessarily go to, physically to a concentration camp, but yeah. I I think there's something there in terms of you know he he's he's all for this until he realizes that he's sort of trying to go down the same path. Uh, as the people that that tormented him and and you know kind of thinking forward to will I be treating the humans like I was treated like the I feel like there's something there right okay yeah, that makes sense
1: um so just a couple more notes I have this this is like the bottom I promise mm-hmm. um Scott is the key to calming Gene down and we kind of build okay. that up as a thing because as their relationship strengthens, like, he's able to help calm her down. The same way that she's able... To, like, I know they have this image from the comics, and I really like this. Um, and it's in X-Men 3, um, where she's able to control his, his blast, so yeah. he's able to remove his visor and look at her. But even more so than that, just her saying, hey, sometimes you just gotta let it all out, and he opens his glasses and just, like, shoots mm-hmm. his optic blast at, like... Some water or something. Yeah. I don't know. Because they kind of understand each other. They have this very unstable power that they can't control. Yeah, that they have to. I think it's good. They have to constantly keep in check. Play into the, how they're similar. Mm-hmm. Do something. <laughs> yeah. Don't just take for granted that we're going to go. Oh, that's Gene and Cyclops. Okay, they're together. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I agree with all of
0: this. My main thing is just that uh i yeah i feel like we the, i feel like this one is so much more difficult because there's so much in the movie that i think should be changed and i think right. you you kind of agree there in in terms of how you're describing this and that like it really is it's the same characters and we're trying to keep the the same backstory and the same continuity but beyond that because i mean and in a lot of ways because this movie is so feels so free to just sort of like go off the rails and and do whatever they feel like with the characters without really paying much attention to continuity or kind of where they need to go or where they came from or anything I think a lot of that pl- pl- plays into here where it's like we could really take this just about anywhere
1: um, yeah. as long as Ultimate, theoretically it's better well one of the big things is do we even want apocalypse for this villain right to, to I, be think, the bad I think I think it's in the interesting
0: movie. with the way you've portrayed it I think it's interesting in terms of like the making it making everyone kind of play off of him uh, yeah. as as he, mutants are on the rise have them all have this guy who theoretically is trying to unite everyone uh, made, yeah. potentially terrifying the planet in the process like I think yeah. it's interesting
1: um and sort of the last big thing that I have is that the the MacGuffin of the end of the movie is still Professor X like they're trying to transfer Apocalypse's consciousness into Professor X because I really like that idea mm-hmm. um and that really helps to keep Apocalypse like out of the direct fight yeah. for a good chunk of the third act. Um, and also for people that are like, oh, why does he need the horseman? This makes no sense. That's why he needs the horseman. Yeah. Because he is weak at a certain point and they need to protect him, mm-hmm. like they do in the movie. Um, also, he desires a following. So there's that. Right. Um, but basically, from the point that Professor X gets captured... It's, it's a battle in the astral plane mm-hmm. which is something that we really haven't seen I mean we do get in an apocalypse but it's not it's not as creative as it should be right. um, so pretty much throughout the third act we keep cu- cutting back to inside Charles's mind and he's battling apocalypse and maybe apocalypse is running Charles through his greatest mistakes and he's just like you don't deserve to lead these people look at yourself look at all the, the mistakes you've made He's like running him through. Oh, look! Look at what your your relationship with Eric ended so well. Oh, look your, you know what you did to to Moira. Like running him through the mistakes he's made.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And maybe you could uh, flesh out some of Apocalypse's backstory here as well, right? Um, But yeah, the rest of the movie the third act I guess would kind of play out the same maybe just some more creative sequences than just oh apocalypse is trying to get away let's blast him with everything (laughs) yeah also I'm not I think it's kind of flimsy how some of the people start to turn like I don't like storm and her weird obsession with mystique so she's like I'm gonna I am i do not like apocalypse no more I don't know some of that stuff's flimsy you'd have to work on that a bit um But then at the end of the movie Wolverine and Mystique would both be like We're just going to go keep helping mutants around the world Kind of leave them to an uncertain future And Magneto is leading the X-Men With Cyclops (laughs) as like his second in command or whatever Mm. Or maybe Maybe Magneto is just the drill instructor Because we actually have Cyclops become the leader in this movie Like that's kind of his arc Yeah I agree that's that's kind of the broad strokes. I, I like, uh, and you know, some of it's more specific than others. But mm-hmm. that's that's kind of all I have about the movie. This sounds um, like
0: a better movie than X
1: Men Apocalypse. Oh my god! Do you have any additional thoughts? Any I feel anything like you've you
0: generally covered everything. Um, <clears throat> thank
1: you. <laughs> I try. Just
0: in terms, of, I mean, just in terms of like setting up real character development and direction and and motivation yeah. instead of just well, we the biggest thing for me is. Around
1: we need to not cuz the movie takes so long to get people together it's just constantly cutting back from one plot line to the other without really getting them together until we're like halfway through the movie mm-hmm. i'm like can we try and get people together like we i'm sick of this nonsense like it's the same thing with origin movies especially like team origin movies where the whole movie is just getting them together and we get them as a team for like the last 10 minutes yeah this is like the 25th x-men movie <laughs> stop it <laughs> The team is Origined, okay? <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, there's still some areas to flesh out, but that's kind of broad strokes what I'd, I'd do. Yeah. Um, and then that could lean into Dark Phoenix now that uh, her astral, or her mind projection mm-hmm. uh, barriers have been removed. It's a movie idea. I'm on it's board. Not even a movie. It's a movie idea. I'm on board. All right, <laughs> moving on. Tyler, what's right. what's, you, what's your your second so,
0: pick? The next one. I've already talked about it. It is Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice.
1: There is no I'm just time to Let it sit there and linger and there is no everyone can turn off the episode sure, and just sure. leave
0: <laughs> there is no time jump in my version of Batman vs. Superman there is no 18 month gap because that's stupid yeah. uh,
1: we've already discussed our ideas for Batman vs. Superman so I, I do have a few notes right. just we've, we've talked about I'd a lot of this I,
0: I've come up with some stuff in trying to be like alright i right, <clears throat> I've, it's been like a year since I thought about this movie uh, in, yeah. in any like real serious critical sense. Let's try and apply what I can think of to make this a, a better movie. Um, <clears throat> it hasn't
1: been that long since I've thought about it.
0: <laughs> there is no time jump. There is no desert scene. There's no scene where they're in the desert and Jimmy Olsen gets shot for no reason in the deleted scene. Why not? Uh, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> our opening of the movie um, is, is basically we, we start off black screen. We get... A, a voice. It's over the phone, and it is the voice of. And I, I don't know if you'd go ahead and cast them or what. It is the voice of Lex Luthor Senior, and Lex Luthor Senior is talking to his son over the phone. There's there's screaming in the background. There's explosions, and he's saying. Now,
1: I do have a question. Yes. Is are we going with Jesse Eisenberg's interpretation of Lex? Yes, um, Lex I'll get Luther, into that. I, that's a lot.
0: Of, that's okay. a lot of my my okay. plot and how I would make it better theoretically okay. um, so we, we have him talking to his son over the phone um, he you know it's something like look there you know the, the, uh, I don't know I don't think I'm going to make it out of this um, you're going to have to take over the company uh, something yeah. along those lines I don't know There would be some more Probably exposition And I'd have to kind of Lay out more of what The actual plot is And his his entire story Trajectory is In order to figure out Exactly what to do with this But it's something along Those lines um, Basically a monologue That kind of uh, Points Points Lex in the r- right direction For where we're going The rest of the movie um, Yeah
1: We What well, do, do you keep it Kind of mysterious For the whole time Where you're like I don't really know What the context Of the scene is And then at the end You realize Oh it's the end Of Man of Steel
0: Hmm. My my vision was basically that we start off. I mean, that's just kind of like a, an, an interesting stylistic way of doing it. Is we start off with that. No, um, no, I'm, I'm thinking of all the different ways that you could start. Like the first scenes, you could start off with this for this, but I'll I'll, I'll leave it. Yeah. Right now. Um, basically, we start off. That's we're we're listening to to him on the phone. Um, could even almost be like a voicemail. He Lex Lex, Lex Luther Junior is listening to.
1: Brian Cranston's done voice work.
0: Uh, Brian Cranston is obviously the choice.
1: Um, he's done voice work. <laughs> and so we don't need to see his face. You admit, He'd probably do it for five bucks. I'm almost
0: thinking I'm almost thinking it's something like he's someone's someone's running Lex Luthor Jr. through a tunnel. And they're maybe they're like in a in, in like a, a basement or something or like a bunker. They're trying to get him somewhere safe. And so then he he comes up out of he he listens to the voicemail. He comes up out of this bunker or something like that. I'm completely... The the stylistic elements of this are not at all important, but the the main point is we get the information that Lex Luthor is somewhere... Lex Luthor Sr. is somewhere in Metropolis um, while the end of Man of Steel is going on. Lex Luthor Jr. comes out of a bunker or something like that, comes out of a building, and he is just immediately overwhelmed by chaos. And he's, you know, obviously terrified, trying to run along the streets. Somewhere along the way, he passes. A car, you know, kind of goes flying by. Maybe he, he flicks it off or whatever, uh, yells yeah. at it or something. I don't know. Um, car goes flying by. We put we play that into we, we follow the car instead. We play that into the Batman uh, or Bruce Wayne running around uh, Metropolis trying to save people as the city's falling down around him. Right. Um, larger point: Bruce Wayne has not been Batman for twenty years or fifteen years or whatever we want to set it to.
1: Um, he has He has not been Batman. Uh, okay. he the, the death you're still going for old batman interesting
0: yes the de- I, i'm tr- I'm trying to keep as much of the structure as I can um yeah. there's definitely going to be some major stuff I'm just gonna be like nope but like for the by and large I want to see how much of this I can turn into something different that i am i at least feel like I would be really satisfied watching um so he uh, basically goes you know through through the city uh, saves everyone the idea is that he's been and and we would explain this. Uh, maybe in some way that's not, like, super over the head. Hey, here's the exposition. But, you know, some sort of maybe discussion with Alfred, something like that. Where he has... A, Robin was killed. The Joker killed Robin. Um, and he set up... Put up the, the cape and cowl. Exactly like Dark Knight Returns. Um, right. And so the idea is that he watches all this and he's like, I have to, I have to do something. Um,
1: I would say five years. Just because be I don't want uber old Batman. And if we're doing if if your version is still a build up to justice league True. somehow yeah um i don't want old batman yeah yeah so maybe it's been 10 15 years since he first started being batman
0: yeah i mean it, it's it doesn't right, matter right. these are just numbers. this is
1: for this particular
0: <laughs> movie i mean you can you yes. can kind of tweak it however you want to play into justice league better and i'll talk about how this would play into justice league um
1: long story short oh, would, it, would would they watch YouTube videos of of, of the other members Or yeah that's stories? actually
0: uh 30 minutes in the movie is
1: <laughs> oh great that's <laughs> uh, what I wanted more so, of so
0: he does this uh he's, he's running through metropolis saves a little girl that's great that's fine um and then we we go on to uh basically cut to like one week later um everyone's freaking out over you know all the
1: all the talking heads are freaking out uh Cuts to Clark Kent riding to the Daily Planet on his bike. La da 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 da. This is such a great day. I'm almost thinking
0: maybe we jump to Bruce Wayne helping with the cleanup efforts of the city. <clears <clears <Yeah. throat> um,
1: he's got all his construction crews and stuff going in.
0: Yeah, and and he's like directly like helping. Like he's he's he wants yeah. to he wants to help. He's trying to get his energy out. That he he's always had this this kind of like physical energy that he has to just sort of uh, express himself through you know torturing his body basically
1: um like he he's like actually hammering concrete or something and people are like is that bruce wayne is he actually doing that yeah
0: Yeah. um and lex Luthor jr approaches him while he's while he's he's here and he's like uh we i want i want to reach out to you because basically long story short i i am trying to find a way to stop superman because yeah. this is, this is, you know, just, just, just like, or maybe you even have them see each other somewhere in the middle of the chaos. Um, and yeah. he's like, and, and of course, Bruce Wayne is there helping with the construction. Lex Luthor knows, Hey, it's important that like, this is obviously important to him. And and he's coming from a place of kind of genuine, at least starting from a place of genuine, like my father was, was quote unquote killed. Leave that, leave that yeah. open ended, uh, in, in this attack. Um,
1: his head is on ice. <laughs>
0: sure, uh, Walt <Well>, Disney style. <laughs> uh, he's like my, my father was killed. The, this, this I love this city. Uh, this this monster came and destroyed it. Um, yeah, I want to I want to join together
1: to figure out how to take down Superman or how how to how. Well, also mm-hmm. having it be within a week. They still don't know what exactly happened. Like the, right. the details are still. Fuzzy. I would
0: almost maybe retcon a little bit because isn't the ending of Man of Steel where he he drops like the satellite dish? It...
1: He drops a drone and he's like, "You're never going to find where I keep my cape, yeah. General. I'm going to have to trust you, like you trust me, to not yeah. destroy Which everyone." Which obviously,
0: this movie they... is such a response to the criticisms of Man of Steel in terms of the the wanton destruction. Um,
1: yes. Well, your version is as opposed no, to no, no, no. I'm saying the actually... the
0: original one is such a shallow attempt at like the, the it's yeah shallow, the, yes, the the yes, introduction yes. of Bruce Wayne and the the abandoned docks and all that stuff. Um, that's all yes. such a shallow attempt
1: to try and like plaster over the issues. I still can't get over the memorial.
0: Exactly, it's
1: the list of all the names that died, and then this Superman yes. statue. Which, how tasteless can you that's be? That's the biggest
0: issue with the 18-month gap is the fact that we we basically reset the
1: public... The status the pu- quo, and it doesn't even make yeah, sense. Yeah, we
0: reset the public view of Superman. We have no idea how we got to the point that the public generally accepts him. Um, I want Superman to be like, nobody trusts him. Clark Kent is terrified, to because like, he feels like this city is and this, this planet is rejecting him. After he yeah. just killed his only remaining uh you know kind of uh the only remaining member of a species he
1: chose humanity yes, at the end of the and movie and humanity
0: is rejecting him and
1: like that's his defining moment at the end of man of steel when he and, destroys that ship and he says krypton had its chance like that's his defining moment in the movie love it or and i would
0: it. have the the main thrust of uh his relationship with Lois lane in this movie to be they're talking over the fact that humanity hates him like that you know that, like that's yeah. that's what that's about um and so basically we
1: oh hey you know how your father said that they'd hate you and reject you it came true your father's worst fears they were realized exactly and so that's subverting people's expectations
0: (laughs) and so uh, uh... did
1: ryan johnson write this version yes
0: that's why it's good (laughs) uh he basically goes to um and of, and and we would ha- I would have Lois Lane talk about talk with him about the fact that he was inexperienced and try to be like, hey, it's not your fault. Like you you didn't under like it's okay if that's the angle we're going. With. We have to address that. We can't just say oh yeah. these people died, but it's okay because he, sa- he saves the day and it has to be they under or he understands that he could have done better and he wants to do better.
1: Yeah. May I also say, I think you could play off of that a lot more like you have the general like you have the actual congress like the the proceedings where they're they're hearing the case for superman or not and you have the general from the previous movie show up and he kind of uses the defenses that like the fans do online i'm like oh it was his first day he hadn't really known how to use his powers like you kind of ha- you're almost talking directly to the yeah. audience but yeah. not really you know um, have the have the? I would still have the
0: congressional hearing actually end. It's very actually end in a way that that kind of leaves Superman everyone thinking oh Superman tried to attack them, um. But we'll also
1: have it. Superman actually have a conversation where he. But gives, first, yes, where he's given a chance. I would to I would have himself. it be like
0: a full on like oh they're actually talking about the issues, um. So anyway, Lex Luthor and uh, Bruce Wayne team up. I love bringing people together. Yes,
1: uh, <laughs> Luther. Oh, you got to say it much more high pitched than that I just
0: love bringing ah, people together. I love PB. <laughs> uh, there you <laughs> go yeah Lex Luthor
1: brings he invites
0: he's he he talks to me he's like, hey and Bruce Wayne's like, I never really cared much for your father um i'm i I was yeah. sorry to hear about that, but I you know I never really got along he
1: was kind of and <laughs> I never equal. really
0: got along with him, and Lex is like, I'm not my father, I want to help the city like he's he's coming from a genuine yeah. place, he's a kid who's in over his head, but he is coming from a genuine place of I want to use my my powers that I have now with my, my company uh, for good to try and like yeah. basically find a way to not even necessarily take down Superman, but to control Superman, to, to put in defense mechanisms because yeah. they're like, we we need to make sure this never happens again. He invites him to a yeah. party, comes down. He can still have the introduction of, of Bruce Wayne and, and um, uh, Clark Kent. We would, th- he would not know who they are. Um, And I don't know that would need to come up at some point. I don't know how we'd address that particularly, but somehow along, somehow or the other, that would happen. Um. And or maybe it
1: just doesn't.
0: Or, I mean, maybe yeah. Maybe you just never address it, and it's never. He never does anything that makes you think. Oh, he knows who they are. Like he just. It just never happens.
1: Or maybe at the end you have a almost like a kingpin at the end of Daredevil season two, where there's hints that he's gonna find maybe. out. And he's like, I'm gonna start researching yeah. this.
0: Yeah. Um, and so. I would have, I would still have the party scene more or less intact. Uh, Wonder Woman. I just mentioned
1: Daredevil. Now I want to
0: cry. <laughs> Wonder Woman attempts to, to or Wonder Woman is there. She's, she's, uh, for now and for almost the rest of the movie until the end. Uh, as, as I guess, they kind of is in the movie as well. The main, the actual movie. Um, she is in her just kind of like civilian attire. Um,
1: is she after a? She picture? is after
0: the photo for sentimental reasons. Lex Luthor somehow required this photo, and she's like...
1: So, so the actual reasons that were presented in the Wonder exactly. Woman movie, as opposed to the the uh, Batman vs. Superman, which makes no sense, where she seems to be after it just because it reveals who Even she is. Even though
0: it's a digital photo. <laughs> but,
1: but there's a digital Right, right. Version. This is specifically
0: like, she, she wants the digital, or the copy of the photo, um, and... Because uh Steve. Yes. And she meets up with uh not even the copy, it's the original photo, but like she wants it because yeah, because it's it means a lot to her and somehow Lex Luthor kinda of maybe stole it from her or something like that. Somehow um she runs into to Bruce still, they interact, but then we actually have them together not not together, but like they they are they, they, they do have more than one scene together before the finale. Basically, like like there are multiple yeah. times where they actually talk. And basically what I'm kinda of setting up here is that you've got Wonder Woman and Batman on one side where um, they are actually like kind of working together to try and figure out cuz what uh, uh, you might even have her show up in some form or fashion in the in the Metropolis battle. I don't know. You could do something like that where you you kind of cover all these characters. Basically um, the idea is that she has that dream the the what what is it called doomsday nightmare, nightmare. yeah. Um she actually has it and so she's like this superman guy i think he's bad news i think i need to help you stop him maybe they have a discussion at the night of the manor
1: question is flash is it a thing where he he goes and he he has he shows her what the future's like no. so flat is it it's just like an apocalyptic nightmare or like what exactly is it is it a premonition? Well, that's the thing or... is
0: that they never address really. Like, I guess the idea is that Flash is showing. I don't know. They never really explain. Flash that. is
1: somehow showing Bruce. Yeah, the th- that's
0: never adequately explained in the in the original movie. I wouldn't really explain it here either. I'd just say she has this premonition. She's she's Wonder Woman.
1: She she is a premonition. Greek yeah, gods. Yeah, she's in touch with the, the fates. Um, she had one of those orbs from Lord of the Rings, and she saw the future. No. I don't know.
0: And so she is. Uh, she has this, maybe at the, at the gala or whatever, she, she runs into Bruce Wayne and, and Lex Luthor is just giving a big speech about how he hates Superman. And, uh, Batman's like, yeah. Hey, I, or she's like, you know, I think your friend, and, and he's also announcing like, you know, we've partnered with Wayne tech to, to try to, um, establish defenses. So this will never happen in Metropolis again. Um, and, and she's like, I think your, your friend back there is a little, uh, insane basically. And he's, he's like, yeah. why is he insane? Like, I think he, he's got, he's it, it, you know I, I don't i don't know if i trust him but he's genuinely trying to help the city and and you know i also hate superman is basically the gist of the argument and so
1: and bruce can be like i'm good at reading people yeah
0: and so that's the the
1: hint, hint nudge <laughs> nudge now is this a build-up does the audience automatically know that he is batman going into the movie because the fact that we haven't actually seen him as batman would... are, are you trying to have it be a build-up or is it just like everyone knows he's Batman? We're not going to try and skirt around. Not really.
0: That. I'm not really trying to skirt around it. It, it. I was about to get to that. It's kind of like the, next, the okay. next main thing, main point. Okay. um that would be changed. And so I would have. Uh,
1: he's the one that murdered of Robin.
0: Course. <laughs> it all makes sense now. Uh, so Titans makes so
1: much more sense. They now. have this.
0: God, they have this conversation <laughs> so that uh, <laughs> Robin was dead the whole time they have this conversation where, where Wonder Woman it. is, and that's the reason why Wonder Woman goes to reach out to him A because he's part of the nightmare and B because he told her that he also is against Superman and she's like I think you actually might have been right even though I am a super powered person and you don't know it um, and so and so the idea is that they never uh, she doesn't reveal herself until Bruce Wayne actually sees the photo that she's trying to capture and that's not until like later in the movie maybe he's he's with Lex Luthor and uh,
1: he... Luther, has gotten more comfortable with him. And he's like, "I'm exploring all these exactly. Look at all so, this stuff I so... found." And Bruce is just like, "I'm a go now." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: so the idea is that you know that that's how that we're setting up Wonder Woman and, and Bruce Wayne on one side, kind of having a partnership. Uh, Clark Kent and, and Lois Lane, obviously, being together, and dis- and they're both discussing w- how they feel about the other side. And Lex yeah. Luthor is not even so much playing both of them as he's 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 against Superman and he's also playing Batman to be more against Superman. Like he's he's
1: He's he's unwittingly playing them against yes, each other. Uh,
0: um Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so uh
1: Where it's just oh he's just acting like himself and that's just deepening the conflict. Right, right. Okay. And Batman um returns to to, to find a grind. <gasps> You said Batman Returns.
0: Uh and the idea is that he. So on his first night out, the wind was knocked out out of me for a second. He's a there. little rusty. He doesn't have to be old Batman necessarily, but he's rusty. He's been out of the game. Um, he sh-
1: But now he's going to be Batman forever.
0: He shows up, and uh, he's he's he literally <clears throat> he talks to Alfred, and he's like, "I want to, or I need I need you to find to find someone for me to to go after, uh, something like that." Like they, they basically he he. Tracks that he literally just just finds like a drug deal or something like that, or um, it could even be like a kind of like what he has, where it's like a, a, a human trafficking uh, thing that he breaks up. Yeah. Uh, and the idea is that he goes yeah. after them, uh, probably not quite in the way that he does in the movie because it's very strange. Uh, and th- and this would make it very
1: oh, you mean his weird Spider-Man yeah. moment? This
0: would make it also very clear that he is Batman. This is the first time Batman has been Batman for a while, and he he yeah. attacks the the human trafficking ring, or whatever. He actually, and this would actually be placed before the Nightmare Dream sequence to make that important. Um, he actually uh, fights the guys, but the last guy, um, if you've never seen Batman Beyond, the, the explanation for why Batman retires is that Batman retires the day that he can no longer, um, or he, he, he almost, he doesn't even rely on a gun, but he, he grabs a gun and points it at a criminal in order to basically protect himself. And he's like, the yeah. day that I have to rely on that in order to save me is the day I have given up. Like and so that's that's the day he retires. And that's sort of the yeah. idea, but that's coming into this is that he fights a guy, um, he, he he ends up like somehow getting outmatched, grabs a gun, points at him, and then uh, freaks out and basically is like, I have to get better. And so, so that's that's sort of basically we, we can we yeah. put that together where it's like he's and he
1: Batman doesn't like guns and he won't kill people. He talks people. to
0: Alfred, specifically he's like
1: oh boy what a different world we he's, live he's in like, right.
0: he's like like i i held a gun like he's you know he's freaking out about this we cut immediately yeah. to the nightmare sequence not necessarily like right into it but we cut to the framing around the the nightmare sequence um to show oh snap that doesn't even care in this in this apocalypse something's gone very wrong um right and so that's that's the setup for that um let me see what else did i have as far as kind of moving moving forward um, the basic approach I would have to the plot is that Batman and Lex are trying to devise ways to contain Superman, and so Batman's investigating yeah. the Kryptonite. Um, they're they're pulling their resources and everything, and he doesn't know that Luther is actually trying to revive Zod, but revive him in a way that he can control him. That's that's kind of it's not yeah. like he's turning him into Doomsday. He's just trying to to find a way to to revive and control Zod or reanimate Zod in a way where he has control over him. Yeah. Um, And so the idea is that they kind of continue to, to escalate this. And Lois Lane is doing investigating into what Zod's up to in the kryptonite or not the kryptonite, the, the um, Kryptonian ship. Uh, he she's trying to like do more investigative work in that cuz hey, investigative work. And maybe maybe Superman as Clark Kent is also helping with that. Um they have the Senate hearing, but uh unbeknownst to to Bruce Wayne, um Lex maybe we we set up early on where he's he's maybe when he first visits the uh the Kryptonian ship.
1: Yes. Teacher, I have a a recommendation cuz I think I know where you're going with this. Um so in your version lex sets off the bomb in in the courtroom, right not quite but
0: go ahead and finish your thought
1: okay i'm thinking because one of the things that i I immediately thought of with in terms of like rebuilding metropolis lois says go out there and start fixing things like start putting stuff back together start lifting up rubble Mm. or whatever and smile while you're doing it because people like when superman smiles and she looks right (laughs) at the camera and winks um but like he's starting to do that, and he's actually starting to win the public yes. over a little bit, and that drives Lex nuts. Mm-hmm. So he gets desperate enough. He's like, "Oh, they're they're not going to accept our plans, whatever." So he, he that's when he plants the bomb. Yes, because it's a desperation it, it, okay. play. I, I,
0: I plan. like what you're. I was going to say he plants the bomb quote unquote I'll get into that in a second um, but yeah I was gonna say he plants it and then he triggers it when he realizes the congressional hearing is not going his way but I like that as well that it, it okay. builds up to that first where it's like the people already start to like him like they're starting to trust him again and it's not that yeah. he is like it really is just I don't trust him uh, there's like you know it's all an act he's trying to he's trying yeah. to, to to pull the wool over our eyes we gotta we gotta keep now and so he plants this
1: he gets us to like him and we lower our defenses and then bam
0: yeah he he plants this turns
1: into Mad Max and Batman's wearing a trench coat <laughs> uh
0: he plants this such that uh you know when the hearing starts to and and we have Superman act like Superman in the hearing we have him act like he does at the end of Justice League where it's like you know he gets where he's humble and optimistic. And he's, he's laughing he gets the crowd to he gets the crowd to laugh like he has a couple of jokes where one of the there's an old podgy white senator and he's like Oh well, I think that uh, you you uh, I I don't trust you because I don't know where you came from or something like that. And he has some quip where he's like, I don't know, th- th- I haven't thought this through at all. But he has some quip where where you know he 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 shuts down a, a, a clearly out of touch you know senator guy.
1: He should he should say, Oh, oh really? That's that's what made you upset? I thought all I had to do was be of the opposite political party. Yeah, he-
0: so uh, you're on the right track.
1: Yeah, um, jokes. He, we got ha- we got to he here some, come the sequels. he has some quip. We got the <laughs> jokes.
0: <laughs> he has some quip where he he, he 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 shoots it back at the guy. He smiles. The crowd all laughs and is charmed. Um, and Lex sets this yeah. off. And now, as far as what the bomb is, um, my idea would be when Lex first goes to the, uh, or maybe at some point, maybe the second time we see him there, goes to the Kryptonian ship. He's tinkering around, and he finds something. Yeah. Maybe it's like red kryptonite. I don't know. I don't really know what like the the kryptonite stuff is, and, and I, I know there's different colors of Superman. I don't really know what all they do. Um,
1: Please tell me the Jolly Rancher moment is still <laughs> in your version.
0: It's a piece of red kryptonite, and he sticks. We it have in the to know
1: the- how he gets access to Zod's ship. The Jolly Rancher actually has nothing to do with <laughs> that. It's just the button on a scene. Uh,
0: so anyway, he. Um, <laughs> He finds this this piece of material something that when he puts it near – or like like
1: did Zack Snyder think that was intelligent? Probably. What did he? Th- what are his thoughts on the Jolly <laughs> Rancher? Anyway, Lex finds oh, it's all about it's all branding. It's all about our our you know our capitalist tendencies and and how that'll destroy us also all. Also, sugar probably also sugar probably
0: Um, he he finds lex finds this this maybe it's red kryptonite or whatever i don't i don't know in the comics exactly what all the different kryptonites do i know that they have different functions the idea is that this whatever this is uh causes the sort of kryptonite powers to go into overdrive and he finds this out because he he maybe drops it towards zod or whatever and zod's dead body the lasers immediately start shooting out of his eyes yeah, something like that, or he starts to fall. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. Something, something crazy happens, and maybe this is part of this is that actually works really well if we did. And I'm literally just going to the red crap tonight because hey, it's red is bad. Uh, that's that's what got me started on this. But that actually works really well if because the, this is also what I'm going to say he is using to try and control Zod. Maybe he's um, somehow tinkering with a mach, uh, some machine. That where, where he maybe puts this inside of Zod or something like that, or, or surgically, yeah. you know, kind of inserts this into Zod so that he can control Zod. Um,
1: they've got machines that terraform planets to bend environments to their will. Maybe they've got some similar technology for, for the human body. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, a, a person's right, right, right. body. Because right. they're not humans. Um, yeah. That, and so that would be the
0: idea is that he, he realizes, oh, snap, this thing causes this guy's powers are going to overdrive um and so he plants some on maybe superman maybe i mean not on superman i guess but someone around superman someone at the congress uh in a lead box and they open it and superman yeah. immediately hit maybe i don't know if he I would necessarily have him kill anybody because i think that would you know make it like impossible to bring him back in the public eye but have it be like oh superman like he 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 shoots and immediately he's like oh god i've got to get out of here and so he he flies through the roof of the Congress building, whatever. Just just like trying, like his you know powers going into overdrive, um, rockets into space, maybe or something like that. And so the the idea yeah. is that it's like, oh, he attacked the Congre- congressional hearing and fled. Oh no! Like basically that because one of my biggest problems is that oh, a bomb went off at a congressional hearing. Where have we seen Superman
1: do that?
0: What what? It was on film. Why?
1: <laughs> If you'll notice, Tyler has completely left out the Africa sequence as well. Oh, no, I, I, I mentioned that where you know, where where you know, oh, Superman shot people because <laughs> that's a Superman <laughs> thing. Accurate.
0: Um. Oh well, you're you're forgetting that the the ultimate cut adds back in the super crucial plot element that oh hey the bullets like disappear or whatever it is, uh, or they no they set the guys on fire. They
1: never state that it's, the bullets it's not disappear. Bullets. They set. They just say that they burn the bodies. Forensics right. can still find out that they right. were shot. But it's
0: still better than what we get in the original cut. Um,
1: it's like taking extremely stupid and making it slightly less <laughs>
0: stupid. Accurate. So um, it's
1: like taking an F and making it a D minus. <laughs> it's still pretty terrible. Yep.
0: They go to, uh, or so he he escapes. He flees. He's like, oh god. You know, I don't know what happened to me. I can't control myself. Maybe they're right. Uh, I don't know what yeah. I don't know what to do. Like, and and maybe he reminisces about his father. Maybe he goes back to visit his mother. So, and maybe this is where we get kind of a conversation. Like, and then that makes sense if that's the, if that's where the conversation of um that's in BBS and not Men of Steel, right? The uh, uh, be all that all of that they want you to be or none of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe I mean that's an that's an appropriate place for that conversation to be, but then I'd also have it be. Um,
1: I want the problem is not that line. Right. The problem is that Superman says absolutely nothing after. Exactly.
0: It. I was about to say his response should be I want to help I want to help these people and then she she says yeah. then do it. Like something like that.
1: Um yes. You've made your choice. And so Feel he it.
0: returns, maybe he he gives like a press conference, I don't know, something like that. It'd be kind of it'd be kind of strange for it to be a press conference, but I don't know. He was at a congressional hearing right Not. Um and uh, he he goes right back to work helping people, like trying to to rebuild the city. And because of what Lex did, um, Batman's no longer convinced that that you know maybe maybe Superman was starting to win him over. Maybe Lex knew this, and so so um, Bruce Wayne's now now convinced again that
1: or Bruce Bruce sees through Lex's BS and he's like, "You planted that."
0: No, no, no. I was I was like going to have ca- it, you caused that I was explosion gonna have that later. Yeah. Oh, okay. And the idea is that Bruce is now against Superman again, where maybe he was before, kind of wavering in how much he he felt like he needed to take him out. Okay, yeah, I, I follow. Um, yeah, yeah. So, and basically, kind of the the overall idea here is that Lex and, and Bruce are both kind of working as an Iron Man proxy of, or a Tony Stark proxy, would be more appropriate in terms of they are they are freaking out over what's out there. And I would also establish in the movie more heavily um, the fact that. Somehow or another, uh, Dark Side is coming, um, and and Lex finds out about this. Um, maybe I'm almost thinking maybe he he somehow gets hooked into like the the ship somehow or something happens to him where he because the the idea is by the end of this movie he's kind of gone a little bit insane and that's why he's he's doing the. Ding 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 ding, ring, ding 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 ding. He you know he's 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 a little bit crazy. I mean he's he's weird throughout the movie, but the idea is that by the end he's been kind of driven insane by knowledge he cannot comprehend. Um yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> so we still have the the main point and I I'm not actually like entirely clear on what I would do with the the final fight and the the build up to that and how that gets resolved. <clears throat> My main idea would be that Lois uh, figures out oh hey Lex is the, re- is the one who planted that maybe I don't know how she figures that out but somehow she figures out she finds the kryptonite um Superman almost kills her maybe when she brings it close to him and she's like oh god this is it this is what happened yeah. um, she does the reporting uh, I mean I guess he so so then Lex Lex should know about it by that point or er, words Bru- er, Superman would know by that point okay Lex is playing me um but then, uh... Bruce is actually, you know, the one that, uh... Ba- like, basically, he's... He... I guess the idea would be that that Lex cap- captures Martha. I wouldn't have him capture Lois Lane. I think that's, like, two back-to-back things that just don't really work out. Um, well, I have an
1: idea of how you handle Lois.
0: Okay. Do you want to do now or later? I'll, I'll keep going. Um... um and you, you yeah, can go back to it. Yeah, go ahead uh Martha is captured kidnapped. Martha 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 <laughs> and uh so and and basically Bruce Wayne's like hey uh and I would I would even get get in the orbit of the Martha scene um because I would have it be uh hey uh you know you uh, how or basically, Bruce Wayne's like, all right, I want to fight this guy. I'm ready. We've seen him. We've seen Batman fighting throughout, and he's gotten better and better. He's been training. He's back in Batman shape. Um, oh, yeah. he's even. We're, we're, well, I'll go with the suit. I like the suit overall, at least to begin
1: with. Um, so he's. He, I I have an idea for the suit. And, he steals Zod's armor, and he yeah, make he yeah, forms that into work. the suit. Well, yeah, mostly he because... steals Zod's armor, though because.
0: Lex can just give it to him because they're working together yeah there um, you go
1: um, but basically you don't need green kryptonite to be the the reason that Batman's able to stand up mm-hmm. to him because it's like it's kryptonian mm-hmm. armor um, I
0: still want green kryptonite though I,
1: I, uh, uh, I, I think that's too obvious a place to yeah, go no,
0: hold on I'll get there okay. Um, okay. so anyway uh, Lex is like, Bruce is like I'm ready let's fight Lex is like alright I'm going to set up the time or set up the time and place. Bruce actually like selects an abandoned area. Like that's, that's the idea is that they're going to go do that. So it's not, you know, uh, it's still, we're still going to address the fact that there are going to be people no matter what happens. But for this particular fight, Bruce has selected this area so that no one will get hurt. Um, and he's like, Hey, how are you going to, how are you going to get him to me? Uh, and Lex is like, don't you worry about that. I'll handle it. Kidnaps Martha. Um, calls superman has tells superman to go fight batman or go <laughs> maybe he even does tell him bring me batman's head um and i guess I, at this point you'd have to address does does lex know that bruce is batman or has connections to batman or what have you um i don't know so i you, you'd have to kind of work around that i don't know that exactly what you do with that but basically um i don't know you do something with that uh the idea is that then you could even have him somehow find out about him being batman and then he goes crazy by the end so it doesn't matter uh then you have superman go there and superman tries to talk to him he's like hey um this guy kidnapped my mother to make me come here like you can you've got to help me
1: this guy kidnapped my martha to he's make here. he's like me you've got you here. should
0: help me and bat and bruce literally doesn't believe him that he has a mother like he's and like and this is the closest we're going to get to the martha scene but he he's like no I don't think I think you're lying to me I I, I don't like you're not from this planet you don't have a family you're an outsider you've you've destroyed millions um I'm taking you down and um basically that that's the the conflict um it's an escalating I would have it escalate more where it starts off with Bruce uses the suit and the suit just puts him at the same power level as Superman um and he has basically, instead of just, like, uh, using a bunch of stuff and hoping for the best, he actually has, like, several contingencies. And so he starts off yeah. with the suit. Then he he, use, he does use the, the green Kryptonite thing after maybe Superman starts to beat up on the suit and break the suit. Um, and then, at the end, we get the Kryptonite brass knuckles, because why did you not do that? Do it! I want it! I've waited my whole life it. for this moment. And so... And I'm I'm imagining it's sort of like he's still got the gauntlets of the suit on. Like, the, the rest of the suit yeah. kind of gets broken and falls apart. And he's, like, set it up in a way that he can actually detach it. And so he's just got these gauntlets that... And he just, like, extends these, these kryptonite knuckles. Uh, and just starts beating him. And that's that's how he ultimately takes him down. It's like, it's kind of a back-and-forth fight until that point. But Superman... Superman is so weakened at this point that he is just pounding him. Um... Yeah, and so Superman's on the ground. He's got his. He does have a spear. Um, He's prepared to to do the killing blow. Is like you know, I I I don't know. He's his his justification is basically like the this. I mean, it's it's almost. I would almost play that into a larger uh, exploration of Batman's no kill rule rule words, Um, and the fact that this is sort of the ultimate no kill rule. Where it's like he believes he's doing this to save the planet. Is he going to be yeah. able to do it? You know, I, you know what? I think that's almost what I would go for. I, w- I was thinking that maybe you'd have Wonder Woman show up or Lois show up at that point. Um, I almost want to go for just like he can't kill him. Like he 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 ultimately yeah. he knows he can't, and it's not because of anything Superman says. It's just like he's Superman's unconscious at this point. He's just lying on the ground, and and he's like, yeah. I can't, I can't do it. Like I can't kill in cold blood. Um, and and you can talk further to his decisions throughout the movie. I think that would be the best way to handle it. Is just that like it's a decision that comes in, intrinsically from him. He chooses to throw away the spear. Uh, then, you know, we maybe we somehow get Lois and, and Wonder Woman involved there, where it's like, oh hey, I, I, my idea is that Lois connects with Wonder Woman to be like, uh, yeah, I don't know exactly how she finds her, but somehow after she figures out, oh crap, Lex betrayed us all. Um, he or he's trying to pin put everything against Superman. He he's the one responsible. He put people in danger at the congressional hearing, um, and yeah. and so they they team up to go find them. They find them. They're all together. Superman is is just a wreck of a man um, at this point. And then Lex tries to unleash Zod on them, Re- reanimated Zod. Yeah. Uh, and the idea is that he goes and attacks, and then somehow. Um, oh, ooh, I just thought of this, but I like this um so first of all, i mean i I already had this idea is that uh Zod somehow breaks control from lex where he's yeah. um lex doesn't realize it at first, but basically where where Zod is almost like re- back to life, so he's actually able to talk to Superman again um and basically he's he's been and and I would use that as a larger thing of like. Superman doesn't know that killing Zod, or breaking, snapping Zod's neck, he doesn't know for sure that that's going to, like, kill him forever. Like, he, Zod could regenerate from that. We, Superman has no idea. He doesn't know his own physiology in terms of the rest of his species. Um, and well, I, I guess you could argue maybe he'd learn some stuff in, like, the Fortress of Solitude. Whatever. I doubt his dad talked about I not don't, I don't think uh, Russell Crowe told him about how uh, snapping a guy's neck at works for Kryptonians. I'm going to say that he doesn't know. He doesn't... He doesn't... That's day two, man. <laughs> I'm going to say he doesn't know.
1: He only talked to him for one day. He, if he had stayed an extra day Indeed. on the ship.
0: So, my argument is that uh, he then goes, uh, takes Zod, um, or, or Zod, Zod comes back, he's actually, like, kind of regaining control of his body, he's uh, basically alive again, and it... Kind of the, the entire debate starts all over. It's like, after everything you've been through, you're still going to reject your um country or not country your planet words you're gonna reject your people um and so they're fighting and everything and then um superman actually this this time zod uh is like all right then then um i will make your people pay for it your your new people pay for whatever and so he goes back to metropolis um, he starts flying yeah. back to Metropolis to try and just start wrecking the place. Because he's like, I, I realize now that that's, that's what you, you know, you, now you, you care about this. Um, I'm going to destroy them. And this time, Superman grabs him and actively just takes him into space. <laughs> he does the yeah. thing that everyone says he should have done the first time around. He just grabs him. He's like, not this time. You know, there's an actual conversation there that's an actual, you know, sort of uh, thematic conversation grabs him just flies him into space um do we is there been anything so far that has like established that Kryptonians healing in the sun in the man in the in Man of Steel or in Batman or Superman I mean I can change it to Batman Superman but
1: um the closest we get is after Superman takes out the world engine in the Indian mm-hmm. Ocean um and he's like super mm-hmm. weak and he reaches out to the sun and he's like oh sunlight heal me <laughs> there's also the bit where he gets hit by a nuclear warhead well, that's and in then he gets this movie. regenerated by the that's sun in this movie. Yeah. so
0: that's what I was going to say Is he doesn't? He also doesn't know that and so he right. hurls Zod maybe not into the sun but he just hurls him away from, from earth Um, Lex is maybe watching all of this and he's like oh god what did I do and he tries to trigger a self-destruct mechanism that he put into Zod um, and that is basically exploding the red kryptonite and it turns out into Doomsday. Okay. Basically. Like it there's just a massive explosion. It's in space. Everyone's watching. they you know, it's they see it in the sky in the night sky. And Superman is flown back down. He's exhausted. He's he's dead, basically, like on his feet, like he's he's just got nothing left. And Doomsday just comes barreling back towards Earth. Um just, yeah, Surprise! Down at him. Uh maybe and and Superman's maybe it's even something like where Superman's like oh god I don't know what this guy's doing but he's about to just destroy Metropolis if he lands right now like with with the impact right. um, and maybe he intercepts him um, and basically has to like drop him into the ocean uh, or like grab him and, and, and just fly into the ocean with him uh, I don't know so, so I don't know exactly what the the mechanics of this final fight would be but the ultimate kind of thing is that uh, somehow the the same result happens. Um, uh, where Superman uh tries to or ends up having to stab Zod while Zod or stab Doomsday while Doomsday stabs him. Um, then it would be that Batman uh is saving people while this fight is happening. Um, additionally. Nah, we don't okay. want that. Okay. No,
1: we want we want Batman murdering sure, everyone sure. in sight.
0: Additionally, uh,
1: you're not supposed to be here he he
0: saves martha without killing anybody uh and and we have the nice
1: you're not supposed to be here
0: (laughs) we have the nice line about uh i i'm a i'm a friend of your your uh a friend friend of your sons or whatever and then she's like i'm martha and he's like you don't say and then like say martha yay
1: I believe the the response I used for for Batman back in our episode for that was Small yeah. World.
0: <laughs> That'd be good. Um, and so then he goes back Smallville. Then he goes back to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, that's Martha's response after that. She's like, "It's pronounced Small." <laughs> they just
0: go back and forth for like ten minutes, just like saying things, getting more and more inane. Anyway. We get the ultimate result.
1: All right, we've got to get back to God. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, you, you don't pronounce words right, do I, you? <laughs> I, uh,
0: I don't know exactly what we do with Lois and Wonder Woman in the final fight, aside from maybe Wonder Woman helps Superman take him down, or she's helping Batman save people. Um,
1: yeah. I Do tell I me about have your ideas, ideas for, Lois, for how to handle I need to Lois. figure out what to do with her. Basically, my thrust of her and Clark's relationship in the movie is that they work together on investigating Batman mm-hmm. because the whole bullet subplot is just really stupid and otherwise, you know, she doesn't really have anything to do. Um, and Clark investigating Batman seems... It it's, he just seems more intuitive to have Lois be the one investigating him and Clark just kind of tags yeah. along. Um and you have it perfect because one of the questions we raised with Batman vs. Superman is like why now why Why isn't shouldn't this be a thing like Batman's very well established in that but if this is like the first time Batman's returning they're like oh we gotta get the yeah. inside scoop on yeah. this guy Um. so basically Batman in his collateral damage causes a little, I, I, oh you did talk I about swear this. I've yeah. talked about this before Lois gets gravely injured. She goes into a coma because of Batman's uh, recklessness. Maybe it's a Batmobile chase scene, but he's not murdering everyone. But he, like something happens. She's in a car that he crashes mm-hmm. into. She goes into a coma. And that's, that's fuel to the fire of Superman's hatred of Batman. Like, you put the woman I love in danger. I'm, I'm taking mm-hmm. you out. Um, so basically, she's um, out for the rest of the okay. movie. That's um, one way to do it. And I have this idea... If... I I don't think you've carried it this far, but if you do have Superman die at the end of the movie, I think it's a very powerful moment for Lois to wake up in the hospital and Bruce is there for her. that would be very good. Clark. And she just breaks down crying because she knows what's happened.
0: Yeah. I like that moment. I, I don't know how I feel about just taking Lois out completely. Um... What if, I don't know how going to take care in the third act. What if Lex is actually responsible because Lois is investigating her and or investigating him and gets too close? He again, it's it's. I don't want to just make him completely a monster. He's kind of a monster, but the idea is that maybe he tries to like scare her, something like that, um, and ends up actually like harming her in some fashion. I don't I don't know what exactly it is. Um, does it get pinned on batman exactly. though and i was gonna say is lex pins it on batman um so that superman okay. because the idea is that he's maybe at some point he realizes um
1: i feel like logistically you have to jump through a whole a, a lot more hoops to to have that make sense
0: i think you could do it uh i mean you well, could do it i'm
1: just, just saying i think that would be a less straightforward all right, all right, all
0: right. so remember how um
1: we should get moving on to the next Never.
0: movie. Remember how I told you it was going to be a three-hour podcast.
1: I mean, it's going to be longer than that I to keep Remember this up. Remember
0: how we we talked about in the movie, Batman steals the kryptonite and leaves a battering calling card. Yes. So I'm almost thinking, what well, if there's something that Lex like refuses to let B- Bruce see something, um, right, yeah. you know, or let him take, let him use more kryptonite? I don't know, something like that. Lex is is keeping kryptonite for himself. Yeah. Um.
1: And so the, maybe that's how that's how he realizes that Bruce is Batman. He's like, no, you can't have this kryptonite. And then the next day, (laughs) could be something like that. And and Lex is like, do you think I'm an idiot? I can uh, two and two equals four, man. Yeah, yeah,
0: could be be something. But I would say he doesn't reveal that to Batman if he does find it out because he uses the Batarang to pin the crime on Batman. Maybe.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't I don't know what exactly it would be. Maybe he just has her literally mugged. um and and leave the battering there. I think that's a little too
1: crude. Maybe she gets. I mean, if you really want to go hardcore and violent, Snyder style. <sighs> I don't know. Maybe if she do. gets stabbed. No, no. Maybe she gets stabbed with the battering, yep. and like she bleeds out, but not not to the point of death. Like she goes into a coma because something goes wrong with her losing so right. much blood. If you're gonna be dark and gritty, have it make sense. Yeah have things happen to progress the plot forward, not just Batman enjoys killing people. (laughs) And I don't know
0: why. I think the, the way I do it is she's at, maybe you have her take over some of the conversation, even though, um, I forget the name of the actress who plays the Congresswoman. Um, but she's excellent.
1: Uh, She's the only. She's the only character yes. in that movie. Uh, but Everybody maybe it's is
0: like as much as I hate to do it. Um, maybe note. you you give some of that conversation to Lois instead, where Lois is trying to investigate Lex, maybe get an interview with him, something like that. She's pressing him on the issues. Um, yeah, and she's like, "What's And while angle? while she's there, she's pressed one too many times. He he knocks her.
1: Well, she would naturally go. He's the head of the opposition towards Superman. Of exactly. course, she would go investigate exactly. him because she's like. You, what's yeah. your angle yeah,
0: exactly and so and eventually he has her knocked out while she's kind of at his mansion and maybe he stabs her with a battering literally yeah. um and you know kind of kind of ma- making sure it's a non-fatal wound or something like he's trying not to make it like a a thing it doesn't even necessarily have to be she goes into a coma i think it can just be she has to be in the hospital um and then and then and then she can say she can tell clark it was lex but um You know, I I say that. That would be difficult in a, in the sense of making Bruce um stopping from Bruce being uh, tipped off to the fact that Lex is, is out to get him. Yeah. Maybe maybe he doesn't leave the battering at Lex's place, maybe it's something else. I don't know. Either way, broad strokes. Lex pins the pins Lois getting hurt on Batman. Um Superman gets angrier at Lex, like, Superman knows it's Lex, so he's, um, might, maybe because he talks to Lois. Because maybe, because Lex, Lex doesn't know that Lois is actually, like, Superman's girlfriend, basically. Like, so he wouldn't yeah. know that she can actually, like, talk him directly and be like, hey, it was, Le-. I don't know, maybe she does go into a coma. That might be easiest. Anyway.
1: I don't know. Well, I I, I like the the idea of Batman actually being the cause of it just... To continue ramping up how kind of wild and dangerous, but in he this is.
0: in this thing, we're not necessarily like in in this arc. That's there's not really a whole lot of room for that. Um, is my is my argument. I don't, I don't really see a point in making it that reckless, especially if the point of the the nightmare scene is to say, hey, we've got to prevent this future where Batman is suddenly very reckless. <laughs> that would be my argument. Anyway, that's a whole that's a whole logistical nightmare. You could figure out. Um, broad strokes though the finale kind of happens the same way that Bruce is there for instead of Clark Clark's dead um yeah my kind of tag would be I failed him I can't fail him again uh he's talking with Wonder Woman he's like Lex had a backup plan roll Justice League doesn't have to be them watching footage
1: I think the hard rock version of come together just starts playing (laughs) for five hours on a loop I think
0: they should they should actually go and meet with the people maybe I guess that's that's taking too much of the wind out of Justice League sales
1: but it's something like well, that. Well I like the idea of the after credit scene being they're in the Batcave and Wonder Woman goes well what now and then Bruce Exactly the he's like "We had because a con- that's where you put that you don't have that literally just stop your movie yeah, for ten yeah, he's minutes. like
0: we had a plan B. Something like that.
1: Um, yeah. And also uh, hey with threats coming from right, far right. away.
0: Yeah. yeah man I mean if you have Bruce find out about this the fact that there are more Superman's coming along the way at a time when you think superman is evil i think that's very effective yeah anyway you're probably right we should probably move on that was like an hour on this one or something actually i guess it was it was not quite that much but
1: i, I mean it's it's batman versus superman but, it deserves yeah, that
0: it that was a just a, a big dump
1: broad strokes that yeah you covered kind of my notes mm-hmm. and stuff that i obviously didn't have a whole lot for it, yeah. but yeah um so my third and final movie is specter yay there we go that's what (laughs) I was waiting on um so this one's probably the most thorough of my notes just because I have the plot points you're like probably up until like the last act Mm -hmm. of the movie close to that Mm -hmm. um I would say overall it's very similar in structure okay. to the actual movie um it's it's mainly just i didn't like that thing tweak. <laughs> didn't like that tweak sure, didn't like sure. that tweak so i guess i'll just run through stuff again so the opening is is very similar um bonds tra- tracking down sciara to keep him from getting away with a bomb i don't know if it would be during the day of the dead or whatnot um it's pretty cool maybe you could throw in a cameo from somebody else like uh Camille from Quantum of Solace is like helping him with part of the mission or something. Uh, Quantum of Solace exists, Tyler. You have to I accept agree. that. <laughs> um, he finds the ring and then he also hears the Pale King mentioned as Kiara's next mm-hmm. mission. Um, opening titles pretty much the same. Um, then it opens in the MI6 office with both M and C debriefing Bond about his mission. Um, and here we kind of learn that due to the ending of Skyfall with all the stuff that happened MI6 is being closed by C and I really want C to be the one leading the the, you know Bond being chastised Mm -hmm. it shouldn't be so much on M Um, M should just be kind of sitting there going whatever fine Mm -hmm. Um, but C's like did you think just because you killed Silva that you, that the investigation into MI6 was just yeah. going to end about your recklessness and incompetence? No, we're ending this. Technology is the way of the future. Get on with the program. You're you're a couple of old dinosaurs. Right. Um, I'm trying to get this unified intelligence program together across all nations so we can actually start. You know helping the planet instead of, you know, handling it to, to reckless people like you. Mm-hmm. You know, something like that. Um, so C leaves, and then M and Bond actually have a conversation, and it turns out that M was in on Bond's mission to go find Skira the whole time. because um, I really don't like how Bond leaves everyone in the dark about why he, he went sure. to Mexico. He's gotta go rogue! Um, he's gotta go rogue! Woo! Um, in this one once again Bond invites Moneypenny over to his flat or maybe she just enters the office and they show her the tape of the previous M Judy Dench M Mm -hmm. leaving the message I do actually explain why she leaves that message Mm -hmm. Um, I'm sure a good bit of this stuff I said in the previous uh, our review for Spectre Mm -hmm. that we did a couple years ago so I don't know how much of this is repeating Um, but basically they show her the recording so she's in on it um, once again very similar Bond visits Q he gets the smart blood injected into mm-hmm. his arm but this is specifically on C's orders so M is not the one going I need to keep track of him at all times C is the one who's like no 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 we, we I, I don't trust you Bond um so um and also at this point Bond is told that he has to stand down from all operations like he's just kind of grounded um, which happens in the actual movie uh and then Bond asks Q, "Hey, can you uh, disable this for as long as possible?" Basically the right. same way as he does in the movie. Um, so Bond goes to Rome or wherever um, to go see Schiara's funeral per Judy Dench's message. Uh, a lot of this plays out the same. He he comes across Sciarra's wife, um, Monica Bellucci's character, uh, who is very. It's very clear that she's being guarded and afraid. Right of what's going on. Like she's not just mourning her husband. Um, Bond saves her from the gunman in her house. Um, he doesn't automatically seduce her because it turns out she's the actual Bond girl of mm-hmm. the movie. Um, Madeline Swan is not my version. <laughs> turns out that, that Monica Bellucci's character is a former assassin who did some work from, Spe- for Spectre. So she's kind of a gun for hire. Um, and so it turned, it like got to a point where she had done so many missions for them and she kind of had an understanding of how the organization works. Um, she was forced to marry Skiara to sort of stay tied to the organization like, you can't leave. You know too okay. much. Or we'd have to kill you. Um, turns out, even before her experiences with Spectre, she had experience with uh, Judy Dench M. And they were... They had some sort of friendly-ish relationship um, so they they knew each other. Maybe they they went on missions together. I don't know. We don't exactly know what Judy Dench's um, previous intelligence experience is. Um, so maybe she used to be like a young spy at one point. She used to Who be knows?
0: head of the HOA. Um,
1: she's <laughs> oh my god. So basically, Monica Bellucci's character is the one that reached out to Judy Dench and been like, "Hey, there's a secret shady organization. Um, my husband is." a part of it and he's going to do something very bad very soon and you're the only one I know that can help me. Oh. However, this was happening during all the Skyfall stuff that this message was sent and that's why it. we kind of find out about it afterwards because at this point Silva was just trying to hunt Judy Dench down. So we didn't have really have time to focus on right. this. You know? Um, so then... She tells her or tells Bond, Hey, this this Spectre meeting's happening tonight since Kiara died. Um so they both go to the meeting. Bond uses the Spectre ring to get mm-hmm. in, and that's pretty Dakota much ring. all we need of this that's pretty much all we get of the ring. I don't have the stupid moment where where Q goes, Oh my god, all the previous villains wore secret Dakota <laughs> rings. Even uh even the, the, the assassin, the hitman from Skyfall was was in on it. He remembered to eat his old team. He remembered to eat all of the Ogleteen. Did you say um, Ogleteen? Yes, I did. Words. <laughs> Anyways. Don't. This is very. This <laughs> <C. Tronaldine>. Continue. <laughs> for, for a few so minutes to drink. <laughs> um, so here, it's, it's kind of the same. We learn the Spectre controls a lot of very powerful crime organizations around the globe. And that they're responsible for several recent uh, terrorist attacks. And that Skiaras bomb that he had at the beginning of the movie, that was kind of going to be the cause of the next event. Um, Hink shows up as Skiaras replacement. Um, he's tasked with going to get the Pale King. Then Blofeld enters. Um, it's very similar. I don't know if he he's the one that's like, hey Bond, I know you're up there you can't get away from me. Maybe you have that creepy moment where he looks up and everybody just kind of looks at Bond. I don't know. But Bond and Monica Bellucci's character both get away. Um, There's a chase sequence. um, But because I'm kind of consolidating several action scenes, at the end of this one, they think they've killed Hanks Mm -hmm. um, in this car chase. Uh, So after that, Monica Bellucci's character, I think it's is it Lucia sure. alright we're gonna Lucia we'll, we'll go with that <laughs> it is now um, in my rewrite it is now I, I, I could say Madame Schiara. <laughs> beautiful um I, I think it is Lucia um she takes Bond to go find the Pale King because she's in on the organization so she knows who he is um and he is in Tangier he is at Hotel American um And it ends up being Mr. White. So once again, we're consolidating stuff. Bond doesn't have to go traveling to his house. And then we don't need the extended sequence at the uh, clinic going to grab Madeline Swan. Um, And then here we kind of get all of our exposition about kind of Blofeld and his origins. Or as much as we're going to get about it. So basically, Blofeld was the silent partner of Quantum back when that was a thing. And when that fell apart, he kind of created Spectre. And then became more directly involved. And he kind of became more extreme and violent as he gained more power. Um, he, he particularly became more involved with, like, I don't care about innocent people. You can kill them. It's fine. Um, and so, very similar to uh, the actual movies, uh, you know, she uh, is Bond says... Lu- Lucy, oh, my God, I'm... Lucia. I'm, 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 I'm Warner. <laughs> Carmen a winner. Carmine. Lucia, Lucia, Um... But basically, uh... Falcone. He's, he's still talking, people. <laughs> That's accurate. Um So basically, Mr. White had a crisis of conscience mm-hmm. and he wanted out. So Blofeld ended up poisoning him. Uh, and so he's just kind of at Hotel American just kind of living out his final days in one of his safe houses. Um, and then Mr. White tells them where Blofeld's main base is, which is... Um, a facility up in the mountains in the French Alps because that is a very Spectre thing. That's from Honor Majesty's Secret Service. I found it kind of weird that they had a similar location, but it was used for a medical clinic and it wasn't related to the bad guys at all Inspector. Um, I thought that was kind of weird. Um, plus, bad guy lair in the French Alps. I think that's just pretty cool. Sure, sure. Um, so then they're kind of watching on all the news... Stations because Mr. White's got like a bunch of TVs hooked up, and they see that the next terrorist attack has happened. Um, and maybe, maybe similar to how it is in the movie, you're intercutting back and forth with, um, kind of the Nine Eyes vote mm-hmm. going. Mm-hmm. And they say, like, South Africa is the one country that doesn't go for it, so then that's where the terrorist attack right. takes place to try and get them to vote for mm-hmm. Nine Eyes. Um, I don't know how much I'd want to delve into that. Um, Also, at the beginning, I need Bond to get more in on the argument against, like, having everything run by technology. Um, Because he's just not a part of that conversation at all in the movie. (laughs) and That annoys me greatly. Um, So, basically, Bond and Lucia stay with Mr. White at the hotel for, like, Mm -hmm. a night um Bond kind of discovers a lot of the old quantum records and documents and stuff um and he finds Vesper uh, like an interrogation tape of Vesper like in the movie but he actually starts watching it and Lucia walks in on him watching it and she's like oh who's that like we're starting to explore it a little bit and, and he's, he's like oh it's, it's nobody but he, but he does actually watch it and we see a little bit of footage um and then Mr. White comes in and starts making fun of him um, for watching the video. He's like, you're, you're just pathetic. And then they start arguing with each other about the merits of killing people and innocent lives. And how Bond is just an assassin and he's nothing more than that. And he'll never be anything more than mm-hmm.
2: that.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and then Hinks shows up. And this is, once again, consolidating. This is pretty much the equivalent of the train fight. Hink shows up kills Mr. White kicks the crap out of Bond okay. almost throws him off the edge out of the hotel like off the balcony or whatever but they manage to defeat him and once again they think he's okay. dead and I think I said in my review it's going to be like yeah. a running gag how every action scene we think Hinks is dead and then he just yeah, keeps yeah. coming back um, and pretty much from here I just have they go to Blofeld's base similar to how they do in the movie but obviously it's a different location Um, I haven't... Like, from here, it's not fleshed out at all. Basically, broad strokes, I'd like... I was thinking about, because I thought it would be interesting. Instead of having the stupid torture chair Mm -hmm. that feels very out of place... I don't know what you're talking about. I like the idea of Bond being forced to battle Blofeld in a card game. Okay. Sort of calling back to Casino Royale. Mm -hmm. I don't know how exactly you do it. I don't know if it would be like... Every time you lose against me, Bond, I'm going to break one of your fingers. Ooh, I, I, don't I don't know.
0: I don't know if he how breaks you
1: do? like three. There you go. Um, I don't know. And, and there you could have. Uh, that would be, be great. That would be very Casino Royale if, if it's like. Yeah, that, that's. The, I'm trying to echo the, Casino the Royale. Thing, the thing. The, I, and I do the that whip, whip with like. the
0: chair. Same idea, but it's like. <laughs> Just how, how brutal it is in terms of like Bond is sitting there. He's he's got like his maybe his hand is like taped or you know, in a in a uh, brace against the table. Um yeah. or like through it through like kind of an iron glove brace thing that's stuck at the table. I don't know, something like that. And so so um uh Blofeld like flips over his cards and then he just he's just like huh and just grabs a hammer and just smashes it down on Bond's finger. Yeah.
1: I could see first yeah, off yeah. Waltz doing that. Um but I would have them kind of arguing about their worldviews because at this point Bond would realize oh you're C's working mm-hmm. for you you're connected to Nine Eyes I wouldn't have C played by person uh, who looks like Moriarty they're going to the be Sherlock a bad show. person he looks like he's going to be a bad guy I would have it uh, like he would be stern but it would be like okay I, I see where he's coming yep. from you know Alec Baldwin in Mission Impossible okay. let's do that but it's actually a twist and he ends up being a bad guy um so there, from from there, I, I would have them kind of arguing their worldviews, because that's something that happens particularly in, like, the Bond books, mm-hmm. um, and even the movies to a certain extent, like Dr. No. Dr. No and Bond have an extensive conversation about kind of their worldviews and their philosophies. Okay. And I feel like you could just do that. And there's a particularly great line that Bond has where he says, in, in the first Bond movie, he says, oh, world domination, same old dream. I I would use that line. And I like the idea, and I really wish they went into this more. Controlling all the intelligence agencies and, like, being a step ahead in controlling crime, that's that's ruling the world. Like, you control the crime, and they can't stop you because you're always one step ahead. Like, that is... I feel like that's a much more realistic version of how to, yep. you know, world domination. As opposed to, I'm the president of Earth! You know, yep. something stupid yep. like that. Or, I'm holding the world hostage, you must give me one trillion dollars! Right. You know, something like that. Um, But basically, building on that. Uh, somehow Bond and Lucia escape. I don't know how... I have this idea that Lucia, since she's an assassin, she's like an expert marksman. So she's like a sniper, so maybe... She doesn't actually go into the base. Maybe she's got, like, a sniper rifle and it was just a ruse to play Blofeld until he got into a vulnerable spot and she starts taking (laughs) guys out. I don't know. Um, But from there, kind of similar to how it is in the movie, we go back to London um, because they have to stop C from starting, you know, initiating Nine Eyes. Um, And Blofeld ends up grabbing Bond and Lucia taking them to MI6 headquarters which is going to be demolished like it is in the movie Um, Lucia is is somewhere in the building Bond doesn't know where he has to find her it's like a maze and Hank shows up and it's this brutal cat and mouse game where they're trying to hunt each other down in these dark corridors it's almost like Blade Runner at the end Mm -hmm. with Deckard and uh what's his name I should know I don't remember Ah, the most interesting character in the movie I can't remember his name. Um, but anyways, it, it's like that cat-and-mouse hunt. I mean, it's very brutal. But Bond is able to finally kill uh, Hanks. And it's like definitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, the charges start to go off in the building. Bond hasn't been able to find Lucia. Or maybe she he has and she's part of the action sequence. Point being, the building starts to fall apart. She falls underwater and she starts to get trapped by mm-hmm. rubble. And it's very similar. It's eerily similar to Vesper. Roy Batty
0: is the name of the Get
1: character. Get it? There Continue. We go. Um, but basically, she gets trapped in rubble underwater. And it's supposed to be eerily similar to Vesper okay. dying in okay. Casino Royale. But the difference is that Bond is able to mm-hmm. save her. Um, and of course... Obviously, you can kind of see where I'm going with this, but... I would have a lot more build-up between the two of them. And especially because she's the only Bond girl in this movie, you just give them more time yeah. to play off each other. Um, and then I have this idea for a chase sequence in London, where they're like in the classic Aston Martin, and they're like driving through London traffic okay. after Blofeld is trying to get away. I don't know. You, you, you need to set this up a bit more. But anyways, Bond finally gets to him... Um, I, and at this point I don't know if he spares him or mm-hmm. kills him it depends on how much you built it up because you can build that up properly to where he spares him at the end of the movie but I think Bond's killed enough people in this movie he'd just shoot him um, yeah but then he he kind of calls it quits kind of ends the same as as the actual movie so like I said structurally it's, it's very similar um, just tweaking things yep yeah. I agree Yours are
0: much more organized than mine. I must say, I feel bad because I don't have like nearly as many thoughts on like Specter and uh, the other one you did. that I already can't remember.
1: Well, these thought these thoughts are a long true, time coming. True, you must re- true. You, you you must realize that. I lay I lay awake at night <laughs> thinking of these hey. ideas. Um. Also, one thing. Um. So, just kind of the main things that I'd, I'd want to fix and like continue mm-hmm. to build on if I actually flesh this out more get Felix or Camille somehow more involved in this yeah Uh, I feel like I'm still missing something with Bond's character arc and like I said I don't know if he actually shoots Blofeld at the end or not so I I feel like that actually says something about my lack of understanding of his character arc other than he finally meets a woman who kind of matches Vesper and he's going to leave with her um except we actually have a woman who matches Vesper (laughs) and you know um and just kind of the thematic stuff with kind of continuing where Skyfall came from with, with old versus new and the dangers of modern technology and how you can't solely rely on that stuff. Try and push that more to yeah. the forefront.
0: But there you go. Does uh, M say anything after he says, now we know what C stands for? Because that's important to me. Good. No. All right.
1: Oh, also... We need, I need to find something to do with the smart blood because that's just a plot device that gets dropped.
0: Do you though? You could just not have it. You could also drop it I in could the just actual
1: rewrite. It. Yeah. <laughs> Problem. So my options here. Anyways, it's not a big deal. Anyways, We're men who on. make things happen um, around here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so so now we've we've reached the time. I'm going to let the audience know. I don't even Correct. know what movie Tyler will be discussing. He kind of left me in the so, dark on this one.
0: We've we've touched on this before. Um, but I'm I'm glad you started with The Last Jedi. Because I'm going to book on this podcast with the prequels.
1: <laughs> yeah! <laughs> okay. So,
0: yeah! so these,
1: I just... I have... We're going to be talking for five more and, hours. And, and
0: this comes with a caveat. It's kind of the same thing I did with Batman v Superman. Where I want to keep as much in line with what's there as I can while actually making it something that I would enjoy watching. Um, So my first thing is, I I don't think you actually have to change um, Phantom Menace all that much. And I'll I'll talk about this because that'll kind of help me drive into what I want this new prequel series to be. Um, Okay. Bump Anakin up. He's like 16. 16 years old. Um, Okay. Instead of kind of all the nebulous stuff with the Trade Federation and everything... You've got the... the. I don't like the name Separatist. I feel like that's... I, I, I don't even really know what political connotation that has. That's not why. I just think it's boring. Um, I want an evil name. I don't know what the evil name is. It doesn't have to be like full-on Sith or uh, the, the Empire or anything like that. What do you got? Hear me out. Hot, Hot Topic. topic. <laughs> All right. So Hot Topic has blockaded Naboo. Um <laughs> No, I don't know. I don't. I, I want. I want something that's a little bit cooler and darker, maybe. Um, almost. Uh, I'm almost thinking more like Knights of wren esque, where it's it's a little more of like an, a weird cult. It's sort of like a maybe like yeah. almost a proto Sith, um, something Because we don't even have to get, to, to have Sith because those were never mentioned
1: in the original trilogy. So I can do whatever I want. Um, well, what's the what's the name of uh the crime organization in Solo? Who? Crimson yeah, yeah, Dawn. Yeah. Yeah, something, like something that. along those lines. I don't know exactly what it is. I'll call them the separatists in this just we're, to... The words don't exactly mean anything, but it sounds exactly. threatening.
0: Uh, I'll call them the separatists in this just to, you know, kind of clarify who I'm talking about. But main ideas, or maybe...
1: Uh, so you start off with the separatists yes, in Phantom Menace. We're,
0: we're we're lumping okay. all these nebulous governmental bodies together.
1: We have... You don't have episode 2 be the beginning of the Clone Wars and episode 3 correct. be the end. Um, so the... That's... What a bizarre choice.
0: <laughs> the The idea is that the separatists they are the people with the droids. That's that's stop and start. That's all we got. Um, they cut the droids and they droid yes, things. Um, and so they're the guys who who have the droids. Um, Palpatine's overall motivation at this point. Is he is trying to create this war between the droids and the Jedi? He wants he wants the Jedi. He doesn't like the Jedi because he is obviously a Sith Lord. Um, he is trying right. to, and I I think the Sith, the term Sith is fine. I know people like sometimes complain about like, oh well, that's not a real original trilogy terminology. Like it's fine. It's I, I mean that's what I grew up on, so I'm cool with it. Um, it's just a.
1: I grew up on it too. Well, that's I'm not fine, fine, fine with but it. I'm just saying I I. But then again, I'm I'm, I'm a Star sure, Wars sure. Nazi, so what do you? I'm expect? not going to change. Oh, you mean General Hooks? <laughs> They were bound to the might of the original trilogy! Okay,
0: <laughs> anyway. Um, so the idea is that we've got the... Do you mean the special edition, sir? Never utter those words in front of me again! <laughs> um, the idea is that we've got Palpatine. He is running... Palpatine's behind yeah, it all. Yeah, no, he is, he is. <laughs> uh, and so the idea is that he is... Tr- I needed one Plinket sure, reference. Sure. He's funding the droid armies um against the jedi the jedi are kind of the only military force quote unquote in the galaxy yeah
1: what is palpatine's position in episode one is he just a senator like he's in a, the actual movie he's a senator or is he i, I, like, chancellor. Senator. I, I okay. like that
0: um okay. but i like that okay. he's a senator who is he's beating the drum he's like we we really gotta um basically what he wants to do is uh get this this um and I would, I would almost even have it. You, you don't necessarily have to make them make the separatist whatever they're going to be outright evil. They may even have members on. The, I mean, I almost kind of want to do it more like that, where the the Galactic Council or whatever it does have members who are pro. It's almost like the separatists are lobbying for them, <laughs> like uh, very very um, you know you know regular government thing where it's like oh these people are trying to to fund the senators to to give them more power or maybe like. Um, Maybe the idea is that they're just this, this galactic organization that they want the senators to maybe I mean I you can almost do a company that would almost be interesting um, to go take kind of a Blade Runner angle to the old the whole uh, sci fi deal um, and have it be I mean especially yeah. with with how Kruskin looks Cor- Coruscant I always say Coruscant because that's the funniest way of saying it because um, that's yeah, the way Jake yeah. Lloyd says um, it
1: in the one in the one uh,
0: take Coruscant um, looks like a Blade Runner movie. Um, it would be pretty cool if that was if that was kind of the idea is that there's this this kind of this nefarious um greedy company that's taking over planets and they're lobbying for more they've got these droids who are you know maybe in theory they're just workers but you know they they they're armed they're security droids or whatever and so they're they're kind of expanding their influence and um my my starting point is well so for one I want the Pal- I want palpatine to he is funding he's secretly funding or or like is, is basically the leader of this this company. Um
1: or maybe right. he's
0: not even necessarily the leader of it but he's
1: sort of pulling the strings. He's um and maybe he's using like an like maybe the the Sith have like an ancient treasure trove. Yeah. That'd that be he's good. mining some, yeah, something yeah, something
0: like that where it's you know the some of related to the the lightsaber crystal, something along those lines. Um so he is Having these guys uh, basically um, forward or push forward this army, and um, on his side, he's voting. He's like, "Oh no, I don't. I don't. This is this is awful. We need to stop this company from expanding, or stop the the greed of the galaxy from consuming us all." Like he's he's totally playing it the other way, but he all his money's and all his 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 actual funding is secretly going towards them. And meanwhile, he's trying to rally the Jedi to be like, "You've got to stop these guys." Um, they 're monsters that are, are trying to take over the galaxy basically they 're not going to stop um, and the jedi are kind of the only militant organized militant force in the galaxy at this time uh, but they're they 're old and they 're antiquated and they, they 're rusty and they have a lot of uh, you know, kind of old values that don 't really hold up and they don 't really um, work as a modern organization
1: but they 're mo- not just morons right.
0: they're're they 're they're stubborn they're not morons.
1: I see grave danger in this boy's future, but I want to train him. All right, the council says you can train him. <laughs> Unanimous vote.
0: I don't know how that happened. Guys, I thought we talked about this. I thought we were voting on what pizza to get. Um, so.
1: What a room am I staying in? <laughs> but it's Yoda.
0: So the idea is that um, he's he's funding this side. He's he's inciting the Jedi. He's saying, "Hey guys, you know, you've got to protect this galaxy. You're you're the only people out there who are, are here to help." Um, he
1: he's calling the, he's yeah, calling he's them out. He's playing
0: both sides against each other. He's trying to get a big war going. Um, he uh, is basically. Um, trying to get this war going so that he can get the the support to actually charter a a actual military um army an actual an actual galactic army um to take to take on the separatists because they are continuing and he is also pushing the separatists to do more and more ridiculous actual outright like acts of aggression and terror in order to get them to get the the send it to be like hey and he's he's been banging the drum since the beginning because he knows what's going to happen so you know he was one of the first yeah. ones to be like guys we've got to worry about this so when it starts to get worse and worse they start to trust him more and they're like all right well you know
1: you- oh he's wise right. he, right. he so knew we're, this. we're gonna was give coming. him the,
0: the, the, the chancellor power we're gonna we're gonna kind of push him yeah. forward more and more uh i'm sorry we're not gonna have jar jar is, in this <laughs> is newt
1: gunner is newt gunray I, I, in this
0: no <laughs> probably not
1: a wise decision um,
0: so the idea is that uh, the who was I going to say um, he's he's playing both sides against each other because he wants to get his own army so he's trying to charter his own fallen army he doesn't really like droids that much you know he could just he could probably just step in as a separatist army or whatever but that's that's a kind of a different thing he wants
1: maybe, he, maybe he's like droids are really cheap to right. make and they're easy to, to exactly. fall apart like
0: they're, they're cheap to make and cheap to destroy like you know it's
1: they're disposable. Yeah. You can make you can make millions of right. them, and that's the only way that, that, that they can put right. up a fight. Exactly, is to Strengthen exactly. He wants people
0: who can be. He wants an army that is an actual army, and so he puts together this basically get, gets this driving force going. And I don't know at what point exactly we'd, we'd reveal that he's done this because uh, I definitely don't want the Clone Wars to be contained within like one movie, but um, or a movie sure, and a half, but. but uh, I think that's the general idea is that we're... And it's very clear that that's happening. It's not clear that he's the one behind it all in the first movie, but it's clear that that's happening. Um, and yeah. so maybe by the end of the first movie, they've chartered this army. And everyone knows about it. Everyone's like, we've chartered the first galactic army because we need to take on this threat. Um, right. Meanwhile, Padme is also a very vocal opposition to the Senate. And Palpatine is actually... Or to a vocal, very vocal opposition in the Senate. Actually... Sorry, I said all that wrong ignore me everything um padme's uh i don't know whether we want to go mother or father either one uh is a very vocal member of the Senate who uh basically is is completely against this they're like is completely against um the the separatist quote unquote army like it or the, the, she's all she's opposing every bill that kind of gives them the ability to to take more land you know all that sort of thing um it would have to be. You'd have to find a, a better way to like almost childize eyes uh, this this particular area in terms of what exactly the Senate is doing for the this this conglomerate uh, that's allowing them to expand. Yeah. But maybe it's like zoning laws, something like that. You know, it's 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 basically just giving them more and more ability to, um, or or even just not standing in their way. Like maybe there's there's that might be the simplest ways. There's amendments passing, trying to pass to be like, hey, we need to stop these guys. And um, the uh, separatists are um, lobbying senators so that they'll shoot it, shoot down these bills, something like that. Uh, so Padme, yeah. one of Padme's parents, is the the senator from Naboo, and they're uh, extremely against this. They're you know trying to, to uh, rally everyone to be like, hey, we need to we need to continue to push for these these laws, these bills to try and or galactic laws, galactic bills or decrees, whatever you want to call them uh Luke, George Lucas doesn't care so why should I um they're trying to get they're trying to basically
1: how's a queen get elected George well, I'm,
0: I'm getting there I'm getting very, there
1: very 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 I'm going to address tricky.
0: it um oh so my god the uh, by basically just saying she's a queen <laughs> so the idea yeah. is that um Padme's parent is trying to rally everyone and it's actually kind of working and Palpatine's getting nervous and the Separatists are getting nervous and they have a hit they put out a hit on her maybe it's the assassin that tries to kill them in the uh, maybe it's just Jango Fett because hey why why don't we just have Jango Fett be yeah we're going with that instead it's just Jango Fett Jango Fett tries or actually kills her parent um whoever it is or
1: why not just a young Boba Fett
0: this is a little 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 too young a little too young and
1: we don't know how old he is in the original trilogy he's
0: 75 (laughs)
1: that would explain how he's able to get beat so easily he's, he's an old man he can barely like walk that's why he needs his jetpack greatest
0: thing all right it can either be jingo or it can be young boba whatever you want to go with.
1: they call they call it they call him old man boba <laughs> so
0: the idea is that um we basically or uh, palpatine has this a hit on this senator from naboo um, and the idea is that it, Naboo is a monarchy. That's what we're going with. But the council was made up of representatives from every planet. It's not elected representatives. It's literally just, like, the person who represents the government of that planet. And so she's a queen, and she is since – she now is – she's, like, the only heir to the throne, so she is now the queen. But she is a senator because she's – Naboo is part of the Galactic Council. Um, and so – and she immediately picks up where she left off. She doesn't back down, or where her, her mother or father left off. She doesn't back down. She's like, I'm going to continue fighting to get this best. Because now more than ever, it's more obvious than ever that you know this wasn't a, an accident. Um, something happened to my parents. I need to, to continue to fight for their cause. And so because of this, the Jedi right. are like, oh, snap. We should probably try and help her out. So they send Obi-Wan. And Obi-Wan tries to, or Obi-Wan's basically picking up as an escort. Uh, I'm doing the the, the Plinket thing uh, that Plinket, as as he so famously pointed out, he's like I, in my in my rewrite I would have, uh, or I'd combine the characters of Qui Gon and Obi Wan and call them Obi Wan.
1: Uh, no, no, it's even better because he goes, I'd I combine them to form an all new <laughs> yeah. character, Obi Wan Kenobi.
0: Uh, so Obi Wan is just he's he's kind of a young um, Jedi Knight. You know, he's 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 maybe like twenty twenty one. I don't know something like that in um, this and this, in so in this it'd be he'd be you know early 20s Padme's like 19 maybe something like that so she's very young uh, she's just been kind of thrust into this role and then Anakin's like 16 something like that that's kind of, that's kind of the, the what we're setting up here um not whatever ages they were in uh I think it's like 9 and 14 but like the actual actors were much stranger <laughs> anyway um so they... Or Obi-Wan goes... He, he's escorting her out of Naboo. He's like, we gotta get out of here. Um, you know, we, we're gonna try and get you under under Jedi security. And basically the idea is that there's... The entire point is that they're just trying to get back to Coruscant so that they can keep her under Jedi protection um, so that, you know, no one, no one tries to kill her in the process uh, and, and she can continue to fight for the Separatists. Because they want her to keep fighting for the Separatists, but they also don't want her to get killed. Um, right. So... They end up, you know, maybe getting in a fight with Jango Fett, maybe some Boba Fett, whoever it is. Jango and Boba Fett, they're twins. Uh, (laughs) So somehow or another, they get shot. Now, crash land on Tatooine. Um, just so happens that Tatooine actually has like, well, actually no, we we won't go there. Uh, But they
1: can we can we have. Samara Morrison, the guy who played Django Fett, you know we can have him in in this version, but you know to make him look young, they just they smear terrible CGI on his face to make uh-huh. him look young. <laughs> That's a. I give
0: Aquaman a <laughs> C. So, they uh, they end up on Tatooine. Um, they they weren't. I'm not even gonna. Anakin's an orphan. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna address his mother. I think that adds weird stuff down the line. Um, I think that that creates more problems than it fixes.
1: Well how do you address Owen?
0: He's he's just an orphan and Owen's his uncle and he's he Owen his uncle raises him or whatever.
1: Anakin and Owen are, are, they brothers? are brothers. Okay.
0: Okay, never mind. I I got mixed up you know what I did. Um they're brothers. They're orphan brothers. It's fine.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh yeah well that I mean that even works. Well we do I I was gonna ask if you if you got down into the real nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. Like his last name is mm-hmm. Lars and Anakin's last name is Skywalker. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if you were gonna address that. Difference They're orphans
0: at all. and they take different names. Anakin never liked his humble beginnings, so he, he changed his name. It's Voldemort. It's Voldemort all over again. That's what I'm going with. He changed his name. Um because he he didn't like his humble beginnings. Uh The idea
1: is that... um, Oh, and that can actually be like an interesting reference to the original trilogy to help explain why Luke... You know, his his kind of resistance towards his uncle, like so far as he took his father's name. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That'd be good. I like it. Um, So the idea is that...
1: It's nice (laughs) if you try.
0: Uh, maybe, Maybe they're together... Uh, living together uh, Greedo houses like these orphans so that they, they'll do odd jobs. <laughs> Greedo yeah so that they'll do or not Greedo yeah <laughs> um okay. Star Wars is dumb okay uh, <laughs> what's, what's go- Java? I mean you could you could have it be Java. um I was gonna say not, We're we're getting there <laughs> Yeah. wado Okay. Uh Watto yeah. is, is kinda maybe houses these orphans uh so that they'll do or like pays these orphans to do all jobs. I mean, they live on the streets, but they you know he uh hasn't do whatever. Anakin does not build C three PO, I'm sorry. We we probably won't see C three PO or R2D two in the process of this trilogy. <laughs> um sorry about that. Uh the idea is that Yeah, fine by me. Uh Watto is is basically, you know, it's almost slave driving these guys uh anakin is this
1: you do have to address r2 in this trilogy because he knows Obi- oh yeah Obi-Wan.
0: yeah true true all right that's that's fine r 2 d two's there that's fine um i'm good with that uh anyway uh
1: but it needs to be for not that long because obi-wan says i don't remember owning a droid right
0: It's not hard to try. Uh
1: it's nice if you think about it. Yeah, so um For more than five seconds.
0: Anakin is sixteen. He's a hotshot pilot. Hotshot um he's 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 basically made a living like at, at fourteen he won his for or maybe even earlier at twelve. I, you could even make it a reference to however old he is in um the actual Phantom Menace, uh, where he's like, I won my first pod pod race at uh whatever age he was supposed to be then um and and now he's you know he he basically makes a living um doing you almost you almost don't even need Watto um you could have Watto be like the shopkeeper who's there that they talk to cuz they're like hey we need to buy this part to fix our ship um yeah. but basically Anakin you know they talk to him Anakin's leaning outside he's kind of got this this Aladdin thing going for him kind of a street rat he's an arrogant kid um and it's it's supposed the idea is that in this one in this movie he'll be sort of a charming arrogant you know he's kind of you know because he's cause he's young um maybe a bit of a jerk but uh you know he 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 he's passionate i don't know we'll, we'll go with that um he's motivated yeah. he wants to get out of tatooine and he's like hey i will uh i will go and i'll, I'll win this pod race for you i'll help you buy your part if you take me, if you get me out of here because i'm i want to i want off this planet this planet's a dump um I'm liking this more and more now that I think about it. The idea that Anakin is Voldemort. <laughs> that works too well. And we're... Oh, I like where this is going. Um, so basically, all of that kind of happens generally. Um, maybe... And then I would probably have the showdown with Darth Maul happen on Tatooine. I should address Darth Maul. Um, in this... In this Ooh. prequel, I would like to combine Darth Maul, Count Dooku and General Grievous into an all-new character called Darth Maul. <laughs> um, the idea here would be that they, they fight Darth Maul for the first time, the legs get chopped off, you know, same same old thing happens. Um, falls into, into the abyss, Qui-Gon doesn't die because Qui-Gon's not there. Uh, but but the idea would, would I, what I'd go for instead is to kind of like what this battle shows is Anakin and Obi-Wan, Anakin helps Obi-Wan fight him Um and, and sort of like actually show some competency as like maybe maybe Obi-Wan has a spare lightsaber lying around and it's probably like... I would also... I mean, one thing I've always said about the Star Wars franchise and I've, I've said it before on podcasts and I've talked about it with both the new... Um, actually, I feel like all the Disney Star Wars movies have done a pretty good job of making this a little interesting uh, is I like weird weapons in my Star Wars. I don't, I don't want everyone to just have a lightsaber. I, I'd like it to, to be a little different, have a, a bit of a mix um, and so, in this case, maybe it's it's like a I don't know, like a a, a short light staff or something. I don't know. It's it's something where he's it's it's a weapon um, that is powered by the light crystals or whatever uh, the Kaiba crystals. I think it was is what it is. And uh, he helps. Obi Wan has a spare one. Uh, Darth Maul shows up. They're like, we got to stop this guy. Uh, they fight him. There's a weird abandoned warehouse in the middle of Tatooine. I don't know. Uh, the Galactic Warehouse, I should say. <laughs> um, and so then they go and fight him, and and you know, kind of ends the same way. But it, instead of the takeaway being, "Oh no, Liam Neeson died," the takeaway is, uh, "Oh, Anakin." You know, Obi Wan's like looking at Anakin in New Light, like, "Hey, this this kid, you know, I might have actually found a recruit." Because like maybe maybe that's an element of the movie is that the. Um, the Jedi are are sort of flailing, like they're they're you know they're they're not because they're refusing to let go of their old ways. Um, they're kind of dying out. They're kind of a, a, a lose, fighting a losing battle, uh, you know, with their yeah. their tradition. Um, and so that and all of that, I think, would generally need to be covered. Maybe the end of the movie is the the rise of the Palpatine to Chancellor and his his kind of first action being like, I propose we we uh, order a new clone army. Um, yeah. And that kind of... Attack of the Clones, I don't know what exactly would... It would be a very different movie. I'll put it that way. Um, in general, I want...
1: I have no complaints <laughs> about that.
0: In general, I want... Um, the movie for, sucks. I want some Anakin and Obi-Wan. Um,
1: the only movie worse than that is Batman vs. <laughs> Superman. I, I,
0: basically, I want it to be where it's Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Padme... And if it's not the three of them, it's Anakin and Obi Wan together. I I want that that set of characters to be together at any given time throughout the Clone Attack the Clones. Um, The idea being that this is the actual Clone Wars. This is the fun. This is where the fun begins. Um, They're actually, you know having adventures and they're they're galaxy spanning anakin's getting more becoming more and more arrogant He's becoming more and more of a hothead um he's he's (laughs) becoming more the jedi council council doesn't necessarily immediately reject him because it's almost like they're too above him to really notice him (laughs) is is kind of what how i would play it is that he's increasingly angry at like why aren't we going to stop the separatists separatists or anything or you know, why, like, why aren't we investigating some of these senators maybe who are who are voting for them? Like, we need to look into this more, and we're not. And so the idea is that they they're kind of maybe going on missions to try and take out the Separatists. They're they're working with clones. They're actually we're actually maybe getting to know some clones. Maybe we get a squad that joins uh, the, our our trio here, and we we go on adventures with them. We get used to a guy maybe who gets killed ultimately, and that's pretty sad. You know, something like that and that's sort of the ultimate thing is that Anakin's trying to push the boundaries he's like hey these Jedi over here they're not doing what we need to do um, to get the job done like this is not going to end well Um, and then as far as whether there is a reveal that like Palpat I wanna I I I kinda wanna I I don't know how you you would address that in terms of like the Camino scene and everything I don't know necessarily if it would be something like that if there'd be another way to play it, where, or you know, you kind of get this reveal of like, oh, Palpatine might be uh, turning everyone. Like, I'm almost thinking of Palpatine's behind. It all. I'm almost thinking the idea is that, and sort of the idea here is that Palpatine, he's funded the 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 separatists. He's been the shadowy figure behind them, and he's like kind of egging them on. Uh, making sure that they get a good foothold his clone army completely wipes them out and he basically just betrays them like completely backsteps them like that's the idea is that um he he's basically had them expand over all this land you know kind of build this um, this this technological empire and he's just coming in and immediately wiping it all out so that then he can then plant his clone army into the droids uh where where you know kind of the the, the separatists were were um operating um yeah and so this clone the clone wars go great like, they're they're going wonderfully. They're taking out everyone. It's like, oh, man, awesome. Uh, and that's that's basically the focus of Attack of the Clones. Until, yeah, I think you would have to have the twist at the end. I don't know how you'd play that twist. Um, I'm almost thinking you'd need... I mean, you could almost have... I would almost do... So, first of all, we've previously addressed that Mace Windu needs to be more Sam Jackson and less boring Jedi guy. Uh, I would have him be kind of like yes. one of the last fun Jedi Masters uh, in the sense that he is, you know kind of insane and crazy and anakin really like falls in love with him um and the idea here would be that uh mace maybe mace windu finds out about him maybe mace windu goes to kamino to check on the the you know kind of he he gets a tip off maybe obi-wan and anakin it's it's basically moving kind of what's happens in Revenge of the sith forward a little bit so i'm thinking almost um obi-wan and anakin get a tip off somehow where they're like you know we don't know if everything's exactly as it seems here like we have some concerns so Mace Windu goes to Kamino um, and then Palpatine kills him and Palpatine does uses his force powers maybe Maybe we reveal that he's a Sith Lord at that point or maybe we just say hey something's up we don't know what exactly Um, yeah maybe Jango Fett kills him to give Jango Fett or Boba Fett some more uh, infamy he's a young man (laughs) Uh, 13 (laughs) killing a Jedi Master um, I was thinking. So, the uh, the idea then would be
1: Jedi scum. The
0: the finale of maybe Attack of the Clones is the confrontation, a second confrontation with Darth Maul. Um, the Darth Maul ultimately escapes, but the idea is they're like, we can end the Clone Wars right now. Let's do it. Um, and then maybe because of mistakes Anakin makes, um, Darth Maul is able to escape. I would have um probably have something happen to him along the way um, I'm thinking almost maybe he gets he gets impaled in the lung by a lightsaber or something like that um, I'm almost I, basically what I'm trying to say is I I want him to be very robotic by the end of it uh, almost Grievous style um, I am think okay. maybe not quite as clean as Grievous or Grievous's design is just like oh yes he's got the four arms he's the creepy robot thing I think yeah. I think maybe I'd, I'd expand it to more where like he's got like weird uh, additions he's like half cyborg like he's i don't know he's he's kind of a monster like in appearance as well like it's 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 terrifying to look at um but he's just as as sort of dangerous to fight as grievous is supposed to be at least in like the old uh attack the clones or clone wars cartoons all that stuff um so we're still kind of ending up at the same point but basically they they fight darth maul gets away again um this time they don't they know they didn't kill him unlike the first time and it's all anakin's fault and Obi Wan kind of scolds him. The Jedi Council kind of scolds him. They're like, "Hey, you idiot! What did you do?" Um, maybe he he pushes forward too much rather than, uh, you know, maybe he puts lives in dangers in danger and ends up not succeeding. Uh, it's almost going back to the Poe thing we were talking about um, with, with the last Jedi. Yeah. And so that would be the idea there. And that kind of leads us into uh, the the um, Revenge of the Sith, where the idea would be that he sort of sworn in as a Jedi Knight right when that happens right at the, right at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith um, they they finally track down Darth Maul, they think they've got him cornered uh, you probably need to separate Obi-Wan and Anakin at this point kind of like the, the actual movie does um, and then the idea there would be that uh, so Obi-Wan tracks down Darth Maul for the third time, uh, he's about to try and kill him order 66 happens lots of jedi die you know like i I still like order 66 a lot and that's you know that that's still part of the the plan here is that palpatine unveils his master plan um and anakin's like what in god's name are you doing and palpatine's like hey but i have cool powers though the jedi council is the worst though why don't you join me um and it would be a lot more kind of I think you, there need to be at least one more kind of inciting incident. I don't know what it would be, uh, in order for him to to finally be like, all right, fine, I'll I'll join. Um, I also want him to be convinced that Padme and Obi Wan are in love. Um, they're not. I'm not going. I, I've thought I've toyed with that that before about whether or not I would like that choice. Is like, uh, you know, whether or not they that actually happened. But basically, the idea would be that he
1: they actually were, were uh uh obi-wan was actually yeah, Luke's yeah, father i have considered
0: this before um but ultimately it would just be they spent time together because obi-wan's had to guard her um then you know basically they they've been concerned about anakin because he's been getting more and more reckless and more and more kind of uh unhinged and so they uh are, are kind of talking more about him behind his back, basically like we're really worried about him, you know, and his, Obi-Wan's like, it's going to be okay. You know, Oh, back and forth. Uh, and, and over, over time, Anakin becomes convinced. This is not the thing that since we did Sith, cause I think that would be too kind of silly. Um, it could be, I guess I, you could do it in a way that works, but I feel like there needs to be one more moment where it's like the Jedi council refused to let him do something. Um, Right. And uh, that ultimately turns him against against the Jedi Council. Palpatine's like, you know, I th- this I, look at how cleanly I executed this. Look at how much power I have. Um, I I'm trying to I'm trying to save the ga- the galaxy. That sort of thing. Uh, ultimately ends up with with him turning against Obi Wan because Obi Wan or he believes Obi Wan has betrayed him and and you know is now in love with Padme and all that stuff. And then uh, we we do still have the Mustafar battle. the we're, my my version of Revenge of the Sith, because of how different Attack of the Clone, the foundation of Phantom Menace, and just the entire Attack of the Clones movie would be, um, it would yeah. be a lot more uh, or a, a very similar movie, but in terms of at least the plot points, but the the actual progression of the character would not be whiny Anakin accelerates to evil guy real 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 quick. Um no killing younglings, of course. It, it would just be the ultimate culmination of him getting increasingly um frustrated with the Jedi Council and the old the old ways, and he's like, there needs to be something new. Um Right. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's my that's my proposition.
1: Okay. Um I haven't really extensively thought about how I would handle the prequels. <clears throat> but probably the main thing that I would do is actually have Anakin get disfigured yeah. and, and kind of start to turn um kind of in the middle of Attack of the Clones mm-hmm. or towards the end of Attack of the Clones. At the end of Attack of the Clones, he would be Darth Vader basically, not like in full costume, okay. but he would be like character-wise, he would be he would, well, that be, would be transformed that would be, and, and okay, on the dark side. Character. Um, I was gonna way, say, going to say that would be an interesting movie, thing if he
0: got like in, in kind of putting this into what I was saying uh, he gets wrecked by Darth Maul at the end and Darth Maul escapes and has to like be cybernetically enhanced in order to survive and like he's got like a metal leg or something like that and like he's got you know metal like plating and, and organs and stuff like that like yeah. that would be interesting
1: yeah um I don't know I I feel like we can have a whole movie where he's just evil yeah um I don't know. I don't think I. That's I, just kind of the way I thought. I about it. I feel
0: like Revenge of the Sith is basically a whole movie where he's evil, though, because they basically are just like, ah, he's evil. Um, I, I think,
1: except for at the beginning when there's wild yeah, shenanigans. Yeah, I,
0: th- I think he needs to. They, I think if you build it over two movies and you kind of leave Clone Wars, Clone Wars, leave Attack of the Clones, where where he's kind of you're you're unsettled about him. You know, you're like, eh, ah, yeah. about this. Uh, I think that's the best the best way to approach
1: it. That'd be my argument. Also, you need Bail Organa in sure. there somewhere because Obi Wan served him in the Clone Wars. Well, Whatever what if that means. Bail Organa means, is a clone. How is he in charge of Alderaan if he's a clone? That'd be pretty cool.
0: If he is a cl- he's a clone. He, you know he's he's a clone general. Um, kind of kind of designed j- created for that position, and then uh, after the war, maybe, maybe he's the one clone who didn't turn. That'd be, that'd be a neat backstory. That so he he refused to to execute Order sixty six and somehow when again maybe because they gave him too much flexibility so that he could be a great uh, you know kind of military leader, uh, he was able to to kind of override his programming and be like Nah, I'm
1: not going to do it. Two additional thoughts. One, Yoda is in is trying to escape either clones or something in space. He gets shot down, crashes on Dagobah. They think he's dead. They leave him there. And for, like, a good chunk of Revenge of the Sith... Like, the the end of Revenge of the Sith, we're like, did Yoda just die? And our characters don't even know what happened to him.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: And that way it can kind of be a realization when Obi-Wan, you know, when he dies, he's like, oh, Yoda's a Force ghost. I'm a Force ghost. Aren't Force ghosts great? (laughs) Well, that would be a great thing to... Wait, didn't Qui-Gon <laughs> Jinn teach me this, Worsley and Mason? Oh, yeah, great, a great
0: twist there. Um, not even twist, um, but a, a great character progression. If we, especially if we get in Yoda's head a lot more, and Yoda's maybe a lot yeah. more of a hothead um, than what we see by the time he's kind of gone insane after forty years in a swamp. Um, it would be really interesting if. We we get to see him, and we we do kind of touch on this in *Revenge of the Sith*. But if he is literally watching his the 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 traditions and the council he's grown and and loved and, and groomed so much uh, fall apart around him, and everything he stood for fall apart around him as he you know tries to flee and ends up uh, getting crashed on this abandoned planet. Like, I think that
1: would be that would yeah. be a
0: great uh, kind of point for him, especially knowing where he gets to go in the future.
1: Yeah. But basically, all that to say, him choosing exile and Revenge of the Sith never yeah. made much sense yeah. to me. Um, he would continue to fight. Uh, the other thing, how would you handle Padme and Leia remembering her? I would just say... And the whole logistics of splitting up the children and all that, and how Darth Vader doesn't actually know...
0: How, that's interesting. I would say maybe she has the children in secret. Um, you can almost have it be where uh, she's she's pregnant by the time Anakin fully turns, but Anakin doesn't know it and they hide her away. They 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 yeah. and, and and so she's not there on most of our, um Obi Wan just goes there and he's like, "I knew it." I mean, kind of the the you turn me, turn her against me thing. Only now he doesn't strangle her. He just like. You, you made her or you, you've you've uh stolen her from me, how dare you? Um Yeah. And so he has no idea what happened to her. Uh, he doesn't see her and then may, I mean, I would almost have him have it be that he like comes back, tries to, to take her or whatever and, and ends up killing her. Um and she hides away the child the the children in the process so that But how does Leia remember? No, that's what I'm saying is that like th- this is after that they, they've they've grown away. It's like this is several years later, which is hard to show in the the movie, but like... Um, okay. You could almost have it be like, she sends Luke off, and then she's like... Um, I, I'll try to raise, Le- raise Leia as my own, maybe? It could be something like that.
1: I don't know. I'll try to raise ah. Leia on my own?
0: Ray is Jar Jar's grandson, confirmed.
1: Grandson? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God!
0: All Gungans are male.
1: My life is a lie. <laughs> all right, but yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah. I'm pretty good. Yeah, it makes more sense mm-hmm. to my brain. So you there's just that.
0: have to be like, eh, we're we're not using attack of the clothes at all. But I think I think, Phantomist and Revenge of the Sith, the stuff is there for you to turn it into something better.
1: Well, the, the main thing with Phantom Menace is just relate it more to the Palpatine Clone Wars plot. It feels so separate. Yep. It feels like you can start with just Attack of the Clones. Yep. Tie it in more. I don't know. Well, anyways. Are we going to vote on which which pitch we thought was best?
0: I wasn't planning <laughs> on it. I don't think Violent I was paying enough attention to, attention to myself death. for that, much less yours. <laughs>
1: A violent duel to the death between, I I, I don't know, X Men Apocalypse and Batman <laughs> versus Superman. I don't know. Lordy,
0: but yeah, those were our our thoughts. That was I feel like that was a good uh, best of 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 here come the sequels in terms of just like movies y- we well hate. not even hate necessarily but just movies we 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 think about often and and what kind of gets us going in terms of movie discussion. I don't know. Right.
1: So send us a comment. Which pitch do you think was the best? Democracy. Don't forget to don't forget to like and subscribe and share Share how democracy
0: dies. Happy holidays, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Do the all thing. Right. You, we you talked can find on, on, uh, on uh, herecomethesequels.blogspot.com. You can find us through email at herecomethesequels at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at hctsequels. And we're also on YouTube and on iTunes if you just search Here Come the Sequels.
1: We hope you all have wonderful times with your family mm-hmm. during this holiday season. Unless you hate season. your family,
0: then don't. Screw them.
1: <laughs>
0: but if you do like your family, go be with them. <laughs> or things.
1: Wait, what is that in response to? Everything or nothing, I don't know. That was a that was a subtle bond reference there. Everything or nothing. Okay, got him. Um everybody, thank you for listening. Um hope you all have a wonderful <laughs> holiday season. However you choose to spend um,
0: it, enjoy your holidays.
1: Um I want to say next Time we'll be reviewing the fistful of dollars, but I'm not making any promises. <laughs> I
0: am not. Uh yeah. I, I think that's that's it. We'll 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 be back in the new year. We'll we'll be taking a couple weeks off here. Um
1: yeah, that's uh that's about it. Correct. Thank you for listening, everybody. Artist Objective. Nothing is real. Insert Happy holiday Correction. celebration here. Oh,
0: Santa is real.
1: I want Zack Snyder to direct a Santa Claus movie with Tim Allen. Santa Claus four.
0: The crimes of greater Walter.